Hey, our apologies. We know we're running late this morning. We had a small technology issue getting the video stream going. I don't know who to blame, so I'll just, um, I don't know, I'll choose to blame Greg Roman because that's what we're good at around here. Glenn Clark Radio, Thursday, or yeah, Thursday. Thursday edition of the program. I'm Glenn, he's Griffin. Lots to do as we get ready for Ravens Buccaneers this evening. Coming up in a bit, we will continue our uh, celebration of the 10th anniversary of the Ravens Super Bowl 47 title. Yes, the uh, celebration event was this past weekend. But we're going to keep doing this, I think, all year long, with the goal being at least once a week that we catch up with someone who is part of the championship team. And today, it's, ironically, as we brought up Greg Roman, it's Jim Caldwell, the former Ravens offensive coordinator, who, of course, took over OC responsibilities late in the season and delivered a Super Bowl title and one of the great stretches of offense in Ravens history. So we'll look forward to chatting with him coming up in a bit. Also coming up this morning, our friend Josh Charles is going to check in with us. He and I were texting earlier in the week. He cheated during uh, Pats on the Ass this week. Son of a bitch. So might, have to, was, might have to kick him out of the club. Okay. So we just like, we might have, actually we, we might have to kick him out of the Dead Poet Society. If I'm being <laughs> honest with you, I don't know if he's allowed to be a part of it any longer. Um, you know, we love Josh, and anytime he wants to chat, whatever's on his mind, of course, he always has a platform here because he's the best. Um, and he did that uh, promo, the and football promo for the Ravens this year, which was incredible. So we will, uh, which Griffin had no idea was from Wedding Crashers, because yeah. Anyway. What? Do you watch any of the films I have assigned you yet? Uh, I mean, I watched Can't Hardly Wait. I know, but then we talked about watching another. Uh, not, we talked yet. About not yet. Not yet. I think Wedding Crashers, Because I said I would like for you to move Wedding Crashers ahead. Up. Yeah. Okay. I'd like for you to prioritize that one. All right, all right. I'll, I'll get to it. I'll definitely get to it. <sighs> yeah, okay. I have no reason not to. Yep. Yep. As of now. Yep. You had no reason not to shoot your shot either, but you didn't <laughs> do that. So I don't, I, don't know, I don't know what it is that, that you prioritize in your life. Anyway, uh, Josh Charles joins us in a bit. Also, a little bit later on, uh, Pressbox's uh, former fantasy football analyst and a man who's now just retired and doing nothing in a, I, I believe, um, a stain on society, I think is the way we describe him. My friend uh, Ken Zalis will join us. We'll make our picks for this week, including Ravens Buccaneers tonight. Um, I saw that the line was moving in a couple places for tonight. I haven't looked at FanDuel yet. Now we yeah, it was like literally like I think like right after. What are we doing? What did we, we have what did, it what, at when you sent it out? Because Griffin sends it out the night before to give everybody the opportunity to get their picks. In. The uh, Buccaneers we, are now uh, point and a half favorites. Right when we did it, they were getting one and a half when I sent it out. What is that? I apparently I think I guess like Bet MGM I think started the movement. They're, so they must have gotten swing yeah. in a small amount of time. So they like, must have got like a massive, massive amount of money put on the bucks. All like, or they know this is it, it always concerns you yeah. that they know yeah. something that it always concerns you when you see something like that that there's something that they know, like that they, for example, Mark Andrews is listed as questionable but did not practice all week. Well, if they knew that he couldn't play, they just list him as out, right? So they list him as questionable instead. Why list him as questionable if he didn't practice all week? Most guys, if you don't practice during the course of the week, aren't going to play. Now, the argument would be he's Mark Andrews. If Mark Andrews is capable of playing, he's going to play. 
that's the way it's going to go. But it just makes you wonder if Vegas knows something. Like, if they know the Ravens aren't going to play Mark Andrews tonight, despite the fact that he's listed as questionable, and that they believe is worthy of a three-point swing. The Buccaneers are, of course, without their entire secondary, which it seems like that can't be great. But I think most of us were expecting the Ravens to try to stay committed to the run. So do you change your your game plan based on the fact that they're going with you know a completely depleted secondary? I got a lot of questions. It very much I I used to not let myself get worked up about things like this. I used to be the type that would say ignore it. It's like it doesn't happen. It's a football game. They're going to go out and play a football game. But I have to acknowledge the fact that I am now influenced by these things. Buccaneers go from point and a half dogs to point and a half favorites in the span of just hours. You see movement. You see, you know, a half a point, a point, something like that. Yesterday, in fact, uh, when Stan the Fan and I were getting ready to make our picks, I watched the line move from a point and a half to a point literally as we were doing the segment. I'm on the FanDuel Sportsbook page. By the way, of course, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel is the best place to watch and bet on all live sports, including Ravens-Buccaneers tonight. Same game parlays now. Same game parlay plus because you can put up to 25 legs on a same-game parlay. And your traditional parlay bets, now available in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, they're offering you cash-out options. So you make a parlay bet, the first couple of legs hit, you want to figure out what you could make if you just want to cash out, you don't feel strongly about the rest of your parlay, you wander over to one of their 61 self-service kiosks, you scan that ticket, and they will let you know about the cash-out option that is available to you in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. I just It just makes you wonder. That's all. Just really makes you wonder why the number swing swings this much. To Griffin's point, it could be nothing more than one particularly huge sum of money. Floyd Mayweather might have put $10 million down on the Buccaneers. That forces the line to change. I believe I saw somewhere last night, however, the line was changing despite the fact that more of the money was coming in on the Ravens. I think like I think it was like more of the bets were coming in on the Ravens. Right. And then I think more I mean more money must have been coming on the Bucks. Well, I mean I would have I, mean, I would think that but uh, our buddy Aaron Oster. Do, 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 do. The Bucks Ravens line keeps moving. The Ravens were a favorite this morning. This is uh, last night he tweeted this. It gradually moved to the Bucks being the favorite. Westgate just moved the Bucks as a two point favorite. So Westgate has them even more than the Ravens have. I I that's not telling me that's not telling me yeah. what I need to know. That's not giving me the information that I need. Yeah, everybody's just noticing that the line is moving. Nobody's really giving me an answer as to why the line. Public heavy on the Ravens, yet the line. Nobody's giving me an answer. I don't understand it. I don't get it. And it just always, I'm, I'm, I, can't, I can't shake it. It always is going to make me worry that it's because they know something. And it's specifically interesting, given Mark Andrews' situation, do they know something about him? Because I'm not going to be happy if that's the case. That would be very bad news if the Ra- if the Ravens would be without Mark Andrews this evening as they take on the Buccaneers. Again, he was listed as questionable. The only player listed as out is Calais Campbell dealing with an illness. And I 
I, you know, that's unfortunate. The Ravens will certainly miss having Calais Campbell on the field. There's no question about that. Everybody else listed as questionable, but the only one who didn't practice yesterday, and again, you always got to keep in mind, this is a weird week for practice. Thursday night games, they don't do full practices the way that they typically do during the week. They essentially do glorified walkthroughs all throughout the week, which is part of why Thursday night football for the teams involved stinks. As I've said a billion times, I know Thursday night football stinks. I don't want Thursday night football going away because what in the hell else are we doing tonight? There's no more Seinfeld. Not sure if you heard. There's no must-see TV. I got nothing. Give me Thursday night football. Uh, the Buccaneers will be without uh, Cameron Brait, Carlton Davis, Russell Gage, Luke Gedeke, uh Sean Murphy Bunting, and Antoine Winfield. So, again, the majority of their secondary there will be out for tonight for the Buccaneers. Why did the line move? Why? Do me a favor. Text Aaron. I don't know if he's awake yet. Yeah. It's 7.15 in Las Vegas. He works out there. See if he can get an answer. Text Leon. See if he knows something. Text the people we know. See if we can't get some sort of answer as to why the line moved so significantly. Say we understand. We just want to know if there if it's if we if there's a reason why specifically this time the live the line moved so significantly. Uh, by the way, the only thing I paid a little bit of attention to last night, I ended up poking at the Nuggets Lakers game. Jesus, the Lakers are a disaster. My God. I bet the Spurs and the under, all they do is win now. I, my God, why couldn't I have bet the Lakers in the under this season? Holy crap, they're bad. They don't have a shooter on the roster. It is awful. I mean, the Lakers are atrocious, atrociously bad, um, which I don't, you know, doesn't bother me in any way. Thumbs up. <laughs> May the Lakers be bad forever. I'm all in on the Lakers being bad, but oh, my God, I did not see just how bad they were coming. That was that caught me off guard um, as I sat down and spent a couple of minutes watching that. I was like, "Yeah, this is uh, this is this is what you're doing." They're 0 and 4 on the season. Um, this is the first time that LeBron James has been 0 and 4 since he was a rookie with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Real shame. Just a real shame. And my God, you know who I really feel sorry for. Yankees fans. I mean, they've already been through their team getting eliminated in the ALCS. They got swept out of the ALCS. Now they got to watch their team lose four straight to start NBA season? God. And Notre Dame stinks. I mean, I guess they still have the Cowboys. I guess they do still have that. They've been all right this year. But still, been a been a tough couple of weeks for Yankees fans with that and the Lakers, Notre Dame. Just a real difficult season for all of them, you you can't help but feel for them as, uh, you know, they're, they're bad. They're really, really, really bad. All right, you sent a text. We're awaiting information. Yeah, we're awaiting information. So hopefully we get some answers. I, I need answers. Yeah. I need answers. I need to know I'm struggling with. So you can't do some sleuthing of your own as to what would have made. Again, is it nothing more? And by the way, the lack of answers, the lack of answers makes me think it might be that they know something, and that's what mm, makes me feel all hinky this morning. If somebody could just say, hey, look, huge dollar and figures came in on the Buccaneers last night. Now, I would still want to know why huge dollar figures came in on the Buccaneers last night. I would still want to know that, and it could be nothing more than, hey, you get an opportunity to have a Thursday night football home team 
that's a dog, and Thursday Night Football drastically favors the home team. So when I had the opportunity to get the Buccaneers as a dog at home on Thursday night, I decided to lay a bunch of money on it. That, that could be as simple as that. It's possible. But I at least like to know the answer. Tell me. Tell me why it is that the line shifted so dramatically in such a short amount of time. Give me something. Make it make sense. Help Help me. What did Jay McGuire say? Help me help you. Help me help you. No chance you have ever seen Jerry Maguire. I'm wasting all of my Sorry. material. Wasting all of it. Show me the money. That means nothing to you. That, God. I mean, I, I, that that's a very common saying. That sounds No, it's not a very common saying. It became a very common because saying. Because of Because be- of Jerry Maguire. Got because it. of Cuba Gooding Jr. Uh, playing the great Ron Tidwell in Jerry Maguire. Show me the money! Oh God, I love that film. All right, I'm trying to I'm trying to keep it all together because I'm telling you this thing with the Ravens and the line it is it is lingering over me. In part because we got to make our picks later on in the show. In part because it just leaves me with an uneasy feeling going into a football game tonight. Uh, straight up, like I don't I feel weird. Wondering if there's some information out there that certain people have that the rest of us don't. I don't like being left out. I don't like being, you know, the the guy sitting there watching everybody else play basketball when they said, "Oh, well, we got we got ten. We got you be eleven, so you can't play." I don't like being that kid. I don't like that. I realized I was a little pudgy. I realized, but I had a pure jumper, and I would do the dirty work. I would go in there and fight for rebounds despite being undersized. Remember how Charles Barkley dominated despite being 6'3"? Yeah. That was me. Wow. And I would get – I mean, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm opening up about something that maybe I didn't need to open up about right now. But you get the point. I don't, being, I don't like being left out. I don't like being the person that doesn't have the information. Somebody else has got it. I want it. I want to know what's going on. I want to know what the problem is. And let me make my decision from there. If the Ravens are without Mark Andrews, I don't, I obviously don't like that. Not even a little bit. I still think that they would probably be the team that would be looking to establish the run as they did a week ago. Does somebody know that maybe they don't want to turn around and try to run Gus Edwards again four days later? I don't know. I don't know. What do you know? Why won't you tell me? Try to achieve Zen. I'm going to try to relax, work my way through it. Today's show brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Again, Ravens. Buccaneers tonight. Uh, the game, of course, nationally is only on Amazon Prime Video, but as a lot of people have pointed out this week, it is available. You can watch it on TV locally here in Baltimore on Channel 2. That is an option for you uh, for watching the game tonight. So if you're not a Prime subscriber or you're confused by technology, don't worry about it tonight. You can just pull up Channel 2 and watch the game that way. The rest of the country, however, does not have that option. They have to watch on Amazon Prime Video. 
All right, so uh, we did a lot of this last week in the uh, lead-up to the celebration weekend. We decided we're going to keep this going all season long. We're going to spend a segment every week catching up and celebrating the 10th anniversary of the Super Bowl forty-seven champion, Baltimore Ravens, with a, a different member of the team or someone who was part of that run to New Orleans and Super Bowl glory. Joining us now, the man who ended up being offensive coordinator for the Super Bowl forty-seven champion Ravens. He is Coach Jim Caldwell, and he is with us now here on GCR. Coach, it's Glenn and Griffin in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Yeah, it's really my pleasure. Enjoyed my weekend there. We had a great time and saw a lot of great guys and a lot of great memories. I was, you know, I wanted to start there, Coach. Just the the, the experience that you had being back here in Baltimore. I don't even know how much you've been able to get back. Um, since obviously you were back for another season in 2013 and then, uh, you know, ended up heading out to the Midwest. But how much have you been able to get back over the years and, I don't know, relish in what it is that you guys were able to accomplish? Yeah, so I haven't been able to get back a, a lot. Um, obviously, when I was coaching in the league, um, particularly once I went to Detroit, we came out and played there once uh, during that stretch. So I had a chance to get back then. But you know how those things are. That's a completely a, a right. work environment. So right. So you come in and you're doing your work, getting things done, getting prepared for the game and, and go out and play the game and you fly out. So I haven't been able to spend an extensive amount of time. This time uh, we had a chance to come back and it was a lot more leisurely, um, but really enjoyable. Uh, having an opportunity to, to reminisce with uh, the guys that were on the team when we won it all uh, is pretty special. You, um, you know, th- this weekend, was there one guy in particular that maybe you hadn't seen the longest and, you happen to notice that maybe the, the hug that you gave him lingered a little bit because it was particularly special to see that person? <laughs> there were quite a few of those, to be honest with you, um, because the, a lot of them I had not seen in, in quite some time. Um, and, and it just uh, was one of those situations where when you win a championship, um, there, there's a special connection there. Um, because of the fact that you went through so much to get it done. Everybody thinks that a championship year, um, everything has gone your way, and it's absolutely just the opposite. Right. Typically, there's a lot of huge ups and downs. Um, so you, you, you draw, draw close to one another because you've been through some trying times. So from Bryant McKinney, who I hadn't seen since, mm. um, you know, obviously the, the, when I left Baltimore, uh, and uh, from uh, Terrell Suggs, who I, obviously I saw when we were playing against him and things of that nature. I hadn't seen, seen – well, I saw Ray at uh, – I shouldn't say that. I saw Ray at a uh, um, Hall of Fame induction. Um, but, but, uh, but there's a lot of guys, you know, Torrey Smith, uh, Anquan Bolden. Bolden was on my team while, you know, up there in Detroit as well. We had him for a couple of years. But those guys were special guys. Even Ray Rice, who I hadn't seen in a long time. Bonte Leach. I mean, there's so many names I can – Marshall Yonda, you know, who's an old Iowa guy like me. It was great to see, great to see all those guys. Uh, by the way, I'm not convinced that Anquan Bolden couldn't still help the Ravens at 42 at this point. I'm not. I, this him and, and Calvin Johnson, like the two guys, I'll never doubt in my life. I don't care how old they are. I still think they might be able to help. Uh, uh, Jim Caldwell is with us here on GCR, Coach. When you reference how difficult it was, and we had a, you know a few of those guys you just mentioned, uh, Ray Rice was on last week, and Danell was on last week, and um, a BA Brendan Imadeja was on last week, and we were just talking to those guys. It was to your point. It clearly wasn't easy, and you know, I, I remember uh, my friend Jason Cole from Yahoo Sports writing that making an offensive coordinator change late in the season was like dancing on the edge of chaos for an NFL team. Like, it's just not something you do frequently. How, how did you guys make that work? I mean, I'm sure you know as a, someone who's been a head coach, who's been a coordinator, 
It's just not something that good teams typically do. Um, how did you guys make that work in such a short amount of time that not only you know did, did it did it click, but clearly it produced one of the great stretches of offense in the history of this franchise? Yeah, interesting thing. Um, uh, number one is that you very rarely see a change when the team is nine and four. I mean, right. it wasn't like we were four and nine at that time. We were nine and four. We just got beat by Washington, um, you know, the the day before, and it was a, a close game. But nevertheless. Um, you know, they decided to make a change. And when that all happened, uh, one of the things that I knew for certain, because I hadn't been there that long, you know, most, but most of the guys that probably could have done equally as good a job or better job than I did, um, Will Montgomery had been there for a number of years. Andy Moeller had been there a number of years. Hostler had been there. Jeff Hostler had been there a, a great number of years. And also he'd been a coordinator in the league as well before. You know, uh, and, you know it, it was a number of guys that knew the system better than I did. Um, but the fact of the matter is I recognized that pretty quickly, and I decided to utilize that. You know, that was the only way that we're going to get it done is to try to utilize everybody in the room, all that intellectual property, get it focused in the right way, and then look at our team and say, okay, what do we do really well you know, we're not going to go in there and change dialogue and verbiage and all that kind of stuff this late in the season. So we had to take what we had, put it in position to make certain that we were doing the things that we did extremely well and then sort of build on those things. You know, I don't mean to be disrespectful to anybody on the other side of the ball from that season, but I still – I we had a somebody on – oh, it was Bill Roden, the longtime writer for the New York Times and ESPN, and he was like, well, you got to remember back in 2012 it was the Ravens' defense that led him to us. I was like, whoa, hey – uh, Bill, love you, and I, you're a hell of a writer, but uh, you, you remember how that played out? And I'm sure you still hear this sometimes, where people are like, well, you know, the only reason the Ravens won a Super Bowl was because they had Ray Lewis and they had Reed. And again, I don't want to disparage those guys at all, but, but what you all were able to do in igniting that offense, did you know immediately when you moved into the role like, hey, th- it's here. We we can do this. Joe can do this. Like, we're fine. Were you at all trepidatious? Did you believe that that type of stretch could be coming? Well, I knew we could play awfully well. I, I mean, one of the things that I think that was quite obvious, um, you know, John, uh, Ozzy, Eric, um, Steve Bashotti, those guys know how to build winners. I mean, it, it, there's no question about it. So any of you that are out there that are nervous right now because the team is – four and three, even though they still sit at the top of the AFC North, rest assured, these guys know how to win, uh, and they know what it takes to win. So you know, I, I knew there was the basis was there, but I had to look at our strengths, and our strength was running the ball at that time and making certain we could run the ball extremely well, which opened everything else up. You know, we, we said a couple of things. Hey, we need to run the ball. we got big people that are built to run the ball. We got a bunch of earth movers up front. We got a great fullback. We got a tailback that can run the ball. We had Bernard Pierce that was a really good backup mm-hmm. there. And then we had some guys on the outside that were difference makers. You know, Torrey could take the top off. And then we had Anquan that we knew we had to get the ball in his hands, you know, five to six or seven times a game. And if he got the ball in his hands, he's going to be able to do something with it. Dennis Pitta, obviously. And then obviously we had some guys to off-speed pitches for us. Um, that, that would do a, it's a pretty good job kind of stretching the field and doing some special things like Jacoby Jones. So, so we knew we could utilize that group, but the basis we wanted to do is make certain we ran the ball more. That, that was the key. Then everything else would, would open up. When, uh, you know, look, Joe Flacco is a polarizing figure throughout football, right? Like there was the uh, eternal uh, is Joe Flacco elite debate that I, I bear some responsibility for because it was me that he told he was the best quarterback in football before the season. Um, I, I, when you talk to people about Joe Flacco, 
knowing how magical he was during that run, what do you tell him them about your experience with him? Well, you know, here's the thing. Um, I've been fortunate. Every quarterback that I've coached in the National Football League as a starter has won a Super Bowl. Brad Johnson won one at Tampa, even huh. albeit it was a year after he left. Huh. Peyton Manning won one, went one, two. Obviously, I was with him for one, and we went to the to New Orleans, or excuse me, played New Orleans and lost one. Um, and then uh, Matthew Stafford, who I had mm. at Detroit, has now won one. Okay, mm. uh, and and Joe Flacco is one of those guys. And they're all different, but they're all very special. Joe's a special guy. There's very few guys that are as tough, hard-nosed, has a great will to win, understands how to win um, more so than Joe. Joe understands how to win football games. Now, he does it his own way. Um, but he could, I knew he could get hot and get on a stretch, and on the stretch like he got on, I nobody imagined they'd go, you know, 11 touchdowns, <laughs> right. one interception, or whatever that was, right? They, you know, they're, you know they're, they're, there's very few guys hit that kind of run, but he hit it at the right time. What, did I think he was capable? You better believe it. I thought he was capable. Um, and uh, <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, and, and, you know, I've always been one of those guys, that, when, particularly I was a quarterback coach at the time, and I wasn't a coordinator, but I told Joe, after I had a chance, to, let me two, I'm going to tell you two stories. Number one, when I first took the job, and I had already looked at all of Joe's film, I knew about him. When I came in, I looked at even more film, and I told John Harbaugh, I said, John, I said, if I can't get this guy to play championship football, I need to go sell shoes somewhere. Wow. Wow. All right? Yeah, that was before the season even started, okay? And, and then secondly, I told Joe, I said, listen, I said, you know what? I'm going to make certain we're going to make certain you play so well you will get every bit of that money that you're looking for, right? So, so those are the, those are the two declarations. Well, hang on a second. Right? Did, did, he, did but, he give you yeah. a little kickback on that, by the way? No, <laughs> you don't, you don't need to. There's a, there are a lot of quarterbacks that made a lot of money around me, but uh, but I also made a lot of money because Fair. of them, right? Fair. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's how it goes, man. These quarterbacks I coached to help to help support my family and take care of my grandkids education and all kinds of things so i'm blessed and thankful for that that's awesome oh that's so cool that is so cool um uh, coach i have to ask you my favorite play in ravens history was the back shoulder throw on third down in the super bowl um can can you take me back to that moment third and one how much of that was was predetermined how much of it was joe and anquan at the line and them just deciding, like, look, I have the ultimate faith in you. You're Anquan Bolden. I know what we're doing right here. Um, it was one of the most baller throws to me that I've ever – like, I, I, every time I think about it, my eyes water a little bit. It was such a special moment. Okay. Backdrop to that story, right? So I was always – even before I became coordinator, I was in charge of the red zone, right? So I did the red zone, and I was doing red zone for that game as well. So I watched them play against Green Bay about midway through the season that year. And Green Bay got in an empty set with trips to one side, and they ended up putting their linebacker on their inside receiver. And, uh, and then I looked throughout the rest of the year, and I saw where the inside receiver took advantage of – it really took advantage of the inside linebacker, right? So I, I looked up throughout the year, and I never saw them correct that issue. Nobody ever did it again exactly that huh. way, but they would always make their adjustment the same. So I said, okay. Since they're going to do that, let's see if they'll still do it again, right? This is like eight, nine weeks later, right? And uh, lo and behold, we line up in it. They do exactly what we expect them to do. 
and um, obviously the, the rest is history. And you, uh, as well as me and many others, uh, certainly remember that historic throw, which was uh, was pretty nice. Dude, it was it was such, and it's just everything about Anquan Bolden, right? Like the just the 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 confidence that you have in that man in that moment, um, third and inches that you say this is what we're doing. And by the way, he's well covered. Like he is well yeah. covered. He's just. He's Anquan yeah. Bolden, man. Um, and then obviously exactly right. everybody always wants to talk about the Denver and and what you guys saw, what the conversation was like, and 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 did you was the intent of the Mile High Miracle, that ball going downfield to Jacoby Jones in that moment. <laughs> well, not the exact way in which it happened, because you know that was that was one of those situations where it was a little bit off schedule because Joe had to move. Uh, he had to move and slide up in the pocket and then deliver the ball. So it wasn't in the kind of rhythm that we anticipated, but the call obviously was one that where that was an option for us. Um, you know, every play you, you have it designed to score a touchdown, right? Uh, and so that one was designed to do that, and it's one of those that paid off for us as well. Did it ever. Did it ever. One of the yeah. most memorable plays in football history. The safety, the safety of that side helped us a little bit, too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We like we like just taking credit for it instead of blaming Raheem Moore. Like that's what like. Everybody well, else part in of football. The reason. Yeah, right? Everybody yeah, part, else in part, football. Yeah, part of the reason was because Joe stepped up, and that's the reason why. It kind of just froze him just enough. Uh, so he could get the ball outside to Jacoby and uh, get it in the end zone. The rest is history. The rest is history. Jim Caldwell, just another minute or two here on GCR as we are celebrating the 10th anniversary of the run to Super Bowl 47. Um, you know, Coach, you know the difficulty of being an offense quarter. You, you know the difficulty of being a head coach, obviously, right? You you make it make it to a Super Bowl and people still hate you. That's the way that it goes. Um <laughs> In in Baltimore, it feels like we've always, you know, like wanted to run every offensive coordinator out of town. I joke constantly that when I hear from people who are like, "Oh, you need a new offensive coordinator," I remind everybody, like, you love Jim Caldwell, and then a year later, you wanted to run him out of town. Like, this is <laughs> this is the insanity of how we treat offensive coordinators. Um, did did you get a chance to like talk to to Greg while you're here at all? Did you did you did you give a word to him? I mean, he's all he's done is put together some of the most productive offenses in Ravens history, and yet around town, everybody still hates him because that's just the relationship between city and offensive coordinator, I guess. Well, you might want to just tell the city to, like Aaron Rodgers said, just relax. That guy is as good a football coach as you're ever going to see. Uh, he's creative. Um, he does what's best for his team with the people that he has. Uh, he um, does a tremendous job. That guy can coach um, as well as anybody in the business. So um, tell him just to relax a little bit, will you? And I do think that's just the nature of the team. No matter where you are across the country, you know, unless you're scoring 50 points, they're upset with you. Unless you're winning every game, they're upset with you. That's just kind of the way it is in our game. And, you know, that's what makes our game so special. That's what makes our game so exciting, Right. It's just because of the fact it's difficult. It's difficult to maintain excellence. And, um, but, but I think uh, there are some, some teams that do it as well as anyone, and, and that certainly is uh, the Baltimore Ravens. And, and, and Greg's doing a great job. I love everything about that. Coach, what, what are you up to these days? What, what, what are you doing um, now that you've been out of coaching for a couple years? Like what, what's day-by-day uh, -day yeah. look like? What can we plug for you? Well, a little bit of everything. You know, I'm still doing a little consulting. I do some in college, some in the pros. I do a little bit of uh, speaking. Uh, matter of fact, I just came back from the Tallahassee Quarterback Club. I spoke the other night, so I just got back yesterday. Uh, so I do a number of those across the country. And then I work with the NFL on some initiatives as well. The Quarterback Summit 
uh, and also the General Manager Summit, where we're trying to bring in young prospective um, um, individuals that are in the business right now, getting them ready for being a quarterback coach or an offensive coordinator or a head coach. And, uh, and so that's tacking. I work with Troy Vincent and his crew. So that's been, uh, been a lot of fun for me. And those things keep me busy as well as now I get a chance to watch my grandson, who's a 15-year-old uh, uh, sophomore in high school. So he's playing football. His last game's coming up here on Friday night. And uh, my other grandsons, they have four grandsons. Uh, so we have a chance to watch those guys run around and play as well. So it's been, uh, been a lot of fun. So I'm busy and that's do a lot of traveling today. That seems like a pretty good way to spend some time, Coach. It seems all right. Send them, send them Maryland's way if you don't mind, please. That we, we could use the help around <laughs> these parts. Uh, at Jim Caldwell yeah. underscore NFL on Twitter is how you can follow him. Coach, uh, so glad that you were able to make it back to town to enjoy that weekend with everybody. Uh, you, uh, that team gave us memories that we will cherish for the rest of our lives. We truly appreciate you taking the time for us this morning. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Coach Jim Caldwell with us here on GCR as we'll be celebrating every week throughout the season. We'll take some time and celebrate the 10th anniversary of the Ravens' run to the Super Bowl 47 title. We come back in. Our buddy Josh Charles is going to join us. Today's show also brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. You can use the code TAILGATE. Save 10%. I don't know if it's 10%. I'm doing the math wrong. It's $100. Maybe not. It's not. It's more than ten percent. It's more than ten percent. It's like close to twenty percent. Yeah, I think it's yeah. more like twenty percent. One hundred percent. Save a hundred dollars on your order right now by using the code tailgate at ginsugrills.com. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials. We'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. What's up, everyone? This is Tyus Bowser, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm back for season two of the Tyus Bowser Show in partnership with PressBox and Great Ace Memorabilia. Join us on Tuesday nights throughout the season as I'll be heading all over town with my special guests. And of course, our co-hosts, Glenn and Rita. Or is it Rita and Glenn? What is it? I look forward to meeting you guys and talking a little bit about football and a lot about life. And if you happen to miss the show, you can now catch a replay Friday nights on 1057 The Fan. Get all of your details for the Tyus Bowser Show right now at PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, November 1st at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill, 5506 Hartford Road. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. 
Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 1140. FanDuel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 1140, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Glory Days Grill's Oktoberfest menu is now running. It's one of their most popular seasonal menus all year. It features the chicken schnitzel, the Oktoberfest brewer's platter, the brewer's sausage sandwich, the Bavarian burger with a pretzel bun, the cheddar ale soup, the slam dunk pretzels, and the apple cobbler. All of these meals pair well with Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on draft. Dine in or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites take home. Glory Days Grill. Great food. Good sports. Check out Jeremy Kahn's daily picks at pressboxonline.com as he tries to find you daily winners. And speaking of winners, here's a man who once won a media curling contest and I don't think anything else. He's Glenn Clark. If you haven't picked up the new print issue of Press Box yet, it is available right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms. Out of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box, you can read it all at PressBoxOnline.com. It's our college hoops preview issue on the cover. That's Kevin Willard, the new men's basketball coach at the University of Maryland. Stan the Fan and I sat down for a lengthy conversation with uh, the new coach. Really opened up about the totality of the situation that he arrives in here at the University of Maryland, encourage you to uh, check that out. And you can also meet Division I men's and women's players from throughout the state, all in the new print issue of Press Box, which is available right now. This man, one of the busiest men I know, one of the most talented human beings I know, and yet he still chose to cheat and pats on the ass this week, and I don't know how I feel about that. He is the great Josh Charles, and he's back with us now on GCR. What's going on, buddy? How are you? <laughs> oh, man, that's cold. Dude, you cheated straight up. You cheated. Pat's I, the I did ass. Cheat. No, I, I, I 100% cheated. I, but by the way, that's not the first time I've cheated on that. That's I true. Cheat on that that is true. I think I realize that's part of why you do only five. You know that you're always having to leave one person off that you don't want to leave off. But it was tricky, right? It was a hard one. Though. You couldn't leave Queen off. I mean, I thought if you think about that game, I watched it again, right? And I was like, Queen was was that his coming out like game? Was that where he really starts to just take it to a whole other level? I mean, he was possessed in that game. He was a monster. I mean, I mean that, that, that two run play there where back to back, he just, just jumped in the hole and just, you know, tackles for loss that changed the momentum of the game. I was just so proud of that guy. I mean, he's taken a lot of heat this year early on for not catching those balls early. Then he makes that interception the other week against Cincy. Right. And then he has this, I think that's a really good sign for this team. You I, know? Sh- I sure I, as hell I'm, hope I'm so. Hoping. I, I, I yeah, like – It was I, a great interview, by the way, with, with, with Coach Caldwell. I was just listening to thank it. Thank you, was Josh. Awesome. Dude, I, I so could – So great to reminisce on that. You got me like – I was just reflecting on so much, Glenn, thinking about all those times and where we where I watched those games. And, you know, I got to meet him. He's such a nice guy, Coach Caldwell. Because, my, you know, my uncle – I don't know if you knew this. My uncle Martin Heckscher used to be the video director for the Colts. And he was one of the few people that left when the Colts left. And he um, he he went to Indianapolis. I didn't so know that. When, yeah, so when he when he would come to New York, you know, and they play the Jets or whatever, I'd go sit up in that 
in the old stadium there in the Meadowlands, and I'd sit up in that little box up at the 50, up at the top above the cheap seats, and that's where they do it. This was before the iPad, so he was, you know, they were running the film down and everything. Uh, and so I met him at a, at a game after that with my uncle and uh, got to say hi to him. Really nice. It was Dude, cool. He's how, a really sweet oh, guy. He's, he's an incredible human. Oh, as humans yeah. are remarkable. And, you know, all he ever did was, like, you know, kind of help Peyton Manning move in from – I think people, it's easy to forget. It's, it's funny because we talk about this now with Lamar, right? But Peyton Manning's reputation early in his career was as a choke artist. Like, I think it's easy right, for people exactly. to forget no, right. that. And Jim Caldwell no, went a really long way into lifting him out of that reputation of being someone who was a choke artist and, and into the territory of being one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Um, Jim, great point. You know, great point. I, I, I mean, listening to you guys reminisce about, you know, the, the third and one call. I mean, first of all, I remember I was at that game and I, I, I was so amped up at the end of the game that I could not even sit in my seat. Like I had to keep <laughs> walking down the aisle to go to the bar and then I remember coming back at the end and like grabbing like one of the, the bartenders who was like a Ravens fan who was at the stadium and like bringing him over and like hugging him like let's watch this together I can't do this by myself I was a nervous wreck <laughs> but then when I thought about the Denver game and I was gonna go to that game right I was gonna go to that game and there's a whole reason I didn't but I watched that game again recently and I don't think that game gets enough credit for being like that is one of the sickest games I mean, a double overtime in freezing cold weather. I mean, I remember my wife coming back home after, like, going out for the day, and I was, like, in tears. You know, like, I had just been through something, right? We had all, you watched that game. And she, I was so ecstatic, but I was so emotionally drained. And she's like, what's going on? Are you okay? I was like, you don't know what I just went through. Right. You don't know what I just went through watching this game. But I don't think that game gets enough credit, like, NFL-wise. Have they not done an American game on that? How a- has that not been – how is that not? That's one of the great playoff games ever. Am I, I wrong? I can think of someone who would be pretty good at voicing that. I could think of someone who would be a, <laughs> a decent narrator for such a no, dude. It, it. I remember like it was the first time I ever really felt. I, I'm trying to remember. I we stayed back and I was in studio that day, and I remember legitimately just like sending back when you would still post things on Facebook before you post them on Twitter. I just remember <laughs> posting. Like, I really could use someone stopping by the studios with a fresh pair of underwear for me. Like, it was, I just remember being so into every moment, sweating through. I don't know if you remember this at all, because I don't know how big, I know you you like Maryland basketball, but I don't know if you live and die with it. Like, I, when Maryland played UConn in the Elite Eight, the year they won the title, they played that game at the Carrier Dome. It was one Mm -hmm. of, I, I, like, I wasn't even there, and I'm telling you, I was sweating through every yeah. possession of that game, it was that intense. And that was the feeling yeah, of the Denver game to me, was that every play had so much intensity to it that I legitimately found myself, like even on the drive where they punted in overtime, the pass to Dennis Pitt in the middle of the field just to get them out of the shadow of their that, own end zone. I talk about that all the time. I talk about that play all the time. It Dude. just changed field position. If he doesn't make that completion, that seam, seam route up the middle, right, to Pitta, got us like the ability to change flip field position if he doesn't do that they're getting the ball at like the 50 45 and they're probably kicking a field goal and winning the game right it's in it's in denver yes it's easier to kick a long field goal in denver so if they don't complete that pass essentially they're giving the broncos field goal range immediately and that play and i should have brought it up with jim caldwell because i it's one of those plays that gets lost 
in. No, you know, I completely agree. And it was an amazing pass, an amazing catch. I mean, Joe, I mean, you know, Caldwell said, he said, you know, 11 and 0, 11 and 1. No, he, let's be clear. Yeah, 11 and 11 yes. He didn't Thank throw, you. He didn't throw one yes. interception. So, you know, that is one of the, the you know, I, I think without a doubt, one of the top three, you know, top two, you know, complete offensive performances for a run of playoff games next to Joe Montana. I mean, the dude just could not miss. He was he was on fire. You should have so seen. So I was. Josh, your uncle and I, we had Bill Roden, who's one of the great sports writers of all time, right? I love yeah. Bill Roden, legendary in the New York Times, and now he's at ESPN. He was on a couple weeks ago because he had gone to – he wrote about Lamar for uh, Anscape, which is uh, one of ESPN's portals, and he was on with well, us. i got to read that. I haven't seen it. It's, it's, it. a, okay. it's a great read about how, what he appreciates about Lamar, and, and Stan's been sitting with me on, on Fridays now. He comes in and sits in on Fridays mm-hmm. on the show, and we both – the face we made when Bill Roden was like, well, you got to remember the defense carried the Ravens to that Super Bowl title. Like both of us no, at the same no, time. Not like, true. <laughs> the bitter beer face that came over. We're like, Yo. no, I just, yeah, not well, the case. But you know what? I mean, but I think that's in an, in a way that's understandable given to the historic context of how good the Ravens defense have always been. Right. And that, you know, that is what drove us in 2000. And we've had this historically great defensive team. And it's not that the defense was horrible, but they, they had a lot of holes that year. There was a yep. lot of issues. And you know, they played good when we needed them to, you know what I mean? They, they, they hunkered down. They, it was the bend, not break mentality, but absolutely not. And that's so fascinating to me that someone would, because anybody who knows the Ravens knows that we went on an offensive run between Bolden, right? And, and, and Joe and, and just that, I mean, and Pitta, I mean, that team was just flying on all cylinders offensively. And there was something about that game too, where I remember thinking like, we can't lose this game. Like after that, you remember that catch to Jacoby, everybody thinks, okay, well, in Denver, that just tied the game, right? That just right. sent it into overtime. It wasn't right. like we won it. And then to go through an overtime where no one scores and go to a double of, I don't even think I've seen a double overtime playoff game. I don't think I'd ever seen one. Have I? I don't. I'm, I know there was one before because that was brought up that day, but I don't remember. It must have been so long ago that it, it predates us. It must us. have been so right. long ago, right? I mean, right. I certainly, as a Ravens-Colts fan, I'd never seen that. And so that was so intense. And it was really interesting watching the, the Ravens, you know, their, the app that they have before the game so I could see all the players coming out, you know, and I got to see. And I, had, and I, I mean this not in any disparaging way because I watched their stuff on the on – the, on the website and I got to see them talk to the team. It was so cool. And we had our star players, but I couldn't believe how many players there were that I didn't know who they were. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, was, it was kind of amazing to me when you think about a team, about some of these guys that came together, it's like the building of a team, you know, you have your stars, but then you've got the glue of the team with some of these guys. I was like, who, who just came out? Like, Dude, I, I don't the, know. There are some guys on that team. That, like, So Sean Considine is probably one of the guys you're thinking of who is a safety on yeah. that team. And it's so <laughs> right, easy to right. forget. But I'm telling you, every time I would talk to somebody that year, um, I don't want to compare it to Jim. Le- Jim Leonard is a, is a legend in this community, despite the fact that he was here for all of like a year, right? Um, exactly. But, but they would talk about Sean Considine, those guys, like you know, a vested vet, like like he was almost Ed Reed. Like they would talk about him, yeah. The way that, and I'll make a comparison. The last few Ravens teams felt that way about Anthony Levine, who of course was on the Super Bowl forty seven team. Like they, exactly. you would sit down with guys and say like, hey, 
you know, who's the guy for you? And they would all name Anthony Levine. They'd say, this is the guy we take our cues from. Like, this is the guy that when we need an explanation about something, we go to him. He's our wise sage. And Anthony Levine, who's mostly a career special teamer, right? Like, that's that's how he was able to carve out 10 years in the NFL. You'd be like, really? Like, Anthony Levine's the guy? And they would all, to a man, say, yes, this is the guy. And Sean Considine on that team he was, was a that guy, guy he had a big role in that way and it's That's you don't remember him at all as a player like you don't remember anything no, he I'm did saying, on the field. i mean no disrespect by right. it. i just didn't it, it, 10 years have passed i'm old i'm not a young man anymore <laughs> my memory is not what it once was when not like you i'm not young you know Stop. but that was so that was so nice to see them welcome back and and to see that and and i think you know i was listening to the show earlier and seeing you sort of really harp on this this one, one and a half for one point swing in Tampa. I get worked up about these I, things now. I, uh, Josh, I see you, and I was Josh. like, I was thinking, like, what? I'm telling yeah. you, I'm what so we we poked around, and the consensus yeah. that we've gotten is that the line probably moved because of Mark Andrews. And again, like we don't we don't know that Mark. They didn't rule Mark Andrews out for the game. But the fact that they swung the line three points over Mark Andrews just makes me think they know something that we don't. I am, I'm wait, not. They, fo- that, wait, I, wait, they swung it three points. I thought we were was, one point favorites, and now we're one point, one point under. It was one. We were one and a, Ravens were one and a half point favorites, and now in Got some, you. there as much as one and a half. In fact, some lines now have it as two point dogs. So that's a okay. in, in Vegas terms, that's a big swing in a short amount of time. Like that does not happen. You know, one bet can't shift the number that significantly. Uh, we were told some of the yeah. sharp money was coming in on the Buccaneers as well, so that did impact it. But I, I'm not look, man. I'm not a fo- I am not going to sit here and like become Alex Jones and start telling you that like the the frogs are turning gay. You're not. I'm not That's li- why I, I came on the show. What do you mean? I know, I know this is your big Alex moment. Jones. This is your big moment Jesus. to let on. Wait a I, second. Dude. I've got some great vitamins I want to sell you. <laughs> they're turning the frogs gay. I don't know what's going on in the water, but they're turning the... I'm, I'm, dude, we could do a dueling. I'm You and I doing a dueling Alex Jones actually is something I'm very please, interested please, in. Please, no. I, I want that man bankrupted. I, trust me. I'm, quiet. You know I'm with quiet you. As possible. You know I'm with um, you. But I'm not a conspiracy is, theorist. I'm not. I swear to you I'm not I a conspiracy you. theorist. I but I am nervous just specifically about them moving the line and does that mean that they know Mark Andrews isn't playing tonight? But let me ask you, because you follow these line movements a lot more than I do, right? Given your show and you're into it and you're paying attention, you guys are doing the research. For me, if I just looked at this and, and I didn't know anything about it and it said, okay, the Bucks are two-point favorites or even three-point favorites at home on a short week yeah. against Tom Brady, who's yeah. very rarely maybe one time lost three games in a row. Yep. I'm not mad about that. I'm like, that makes sense. So no. what's the, what, what, it's just the shifting of it. Is it's the shifting. It's specifically, to me, it's not about whether or not the Ravens can win. It really is just about, I always want to know what somebody. What do they know that we don't know? That's it. Right. That's right. the what thing. What, is, right. what do you know right. that we don't? And by the way, as a lot of you know, Ravens reporters pointed out, it's rare with the Ravens for someone to play in a game that didn't practice all week. It doesn't happen very often. Now, this week... Even on a Thursday night situation? Yeah, and and I'm glad you bring that up because I do think that makes this a unique conversation, and I'm more inclined to say that there's a chance for Mark Andrews to play tonight. Oh, I think Andrews is playing. I think Andrews is playing. Here's why. Here's why. He didn't didn't play... I mean, he was more blocking uh, against Cleveland. So I I think he's playing. I do. I I don't think... I think he's playing. I I, I think they're just being safe with him and... I think he's absolutely playing. That's my 
that's my know nothing (laughs) based on you haven't called anybody you haven't gotten inside i know i don't know shit i got no inside scoop i'm telling you straight (laughs) from the streets of new york city take that money to the bank and by the bank i mean nowhere yes correct Uh, well hang on we uh we josh if you don't mind we like the fanduel sportsbook at live casino and hotel maryland we wouldn't mind if people took their money to the fanduel sportsbook at live casino and hotel maryland well if i I can't say take it to the bank that's what i mean yeah of course that's what you know that's my short for that i know what i know you come on i don't need to I don't need to spell it out. I Everybody know knows what I mean. I know. Josh Charles is with <laughs> us here on GC. <laughs> By the way, I was. it's funny because when Josh and I were talking this week and I said, hey, you going to do 1040 tomorrow morning? He said, yeah, but don't shortchange me. And I said to Griffin, I'm like, don't plan anything for a while. <laughs> like, leave a don't lot of time. me. Leave a no, lot of time. You guys shortchange me. And I feel like, you know, I can ramble a little bit. And then it's like, okay, thanks for coming. Brother. We're done. Brother, you know, you know I would give you. I have you, a lot to talk about. You have can have the about. entirety of the show. Show. I'm trying to get you to come down Ooh. here for a Tyus show. You know that. I want you to come out. Oh my and god, do a I t- love that. By the way, wait. This is so cool. You're so glad you brought that up. So I took went to the Giants game. Right. Yeah. I know it was awful. It was a, rough. It was great until the end. Right. Right. We had a beautiful day. But I, I don't always do this because, like you know, normally I just bring my kid and we go to sit in my dad's seats and we just we just enjoy it, you know. But when we were in the we were in the Bengals game. Because when we did the Ravens commercial, he came with me. He was actually in the commercial with me. So he got to play around on the field. And That's cool. He kind of wanted that. So I took him to the Bengals game. He played on the field a little bit before the game with Morgan Moses' kids. They were playing football on the side, oh. throwing the ball up to people in the stands. And they were just having such a ball. And then when we got, when we got to the Giants, you know, he really wanted to go. And I, I, got, you know, I got some pregame field passes for him and a couple of his buddies from school. And so we got there. And I know that you know this because obviously you and, and Ties do a show together. And I had seen it once, but I had never seen it in person. So cool. But what Ties does before the games of throwing the balls to people in the stands, whether it's home or away, it's to me like one of the, it's one of the most beautiful things I've seen in sports. Dude. Right? I was watching it, and I was actually in all of it. I was like, this is an incredible human being. I don't know this guy, but the fact that he's doing this, doing it in Giant Stadium, and he's throwing it, and he's, he's spending time with it, it's not just like a token gesture of like, here's five throws. He's actually making it part of a routine. What that you could tell what that did to the fans in the stadium, how excited they were. And my kids were on the sidelines, and then he threw them, you know, underhanded sort of spirals to them, and they got to catch it and throw it back. And it just was they were buzzing, right? And the fact that he does that, I was like, that is one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. And I never would have known it had I not gone to a game early and checked it out. What a cool dude. He's one of the most special individuals I've ever come across. Uh, and, you know, you know, I, I, we've, we've been able to interact with so many great people. And I, to their credit, I, wanna, I don't want to sell anybody else short. I've gotten to know an amazing number of people that have played for this franchise over the years. But I am telling you. Who are some of your favorites, Glenn? Uh, it's, favorite I brought him up. Time. Brendan Iambadejo is one of my favorite people. Because love, Brendan, love I, love. And I know you know this. Brendan was one of the people that really encouraged me. You know, I, 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 dude, you know how this goes. Um, I want everybody to listen to this show, right? Like, I don't want to be too political, and I'm not a very political person. But some things aren't yeah. about politics. Some are about right and wrong. And sure. Brendan was one of the first people that, like, sat me down and said, dude, you need to be willing to say right versus wrong. Like, you don't need to tell anybody who to vote for. You don't need to tell anybody. Like, you're, and, and he said, frankly, you're not qualified, right? Like, you, that's, yeah. not, that's not your job. 
But you need to be. On what, a, was this? Was there something specific he was talking it was, about? If, it, as you remember, was... Brendan was very much at the forefront of the push for marriage equality right. in the state of Maryland. Exactly, Brendan I do remember that. Was, no, I know, I know it well. Heavily exactly. involved, and I remember talking to him privately. As was I. And I know you were. I know it meant a lot to yeah. you. And I remember talking yeah. to him privately, regularly, about how much I appreciated him using his voice. And I remember one night he just kind of pulled me aside and said, "Why don't you use your voice?" And I said, yeah. well, you know, we got a lot of people. Like, I, I can't run off. an." And he said, what do you mean run off an audience? If they don't believe in right versus wrong, why do you want them to listen to your show? And I just I'm sort listening. of, I like look back at him and I'm like, dude, that was one of the most. And, and, and again, that sounds, in 2022, it seems obvious, right? Like, you know, how could you possibly no, not you. publicly support? But in 2011, when we were doing this. Yeah. It wasn't yep. quite as obvious that you would say that. A hundred percent. And I no, needed, I needed him to to just yeah. get in my face and say, "Dude, you've got a platform. Don't don't make it political. This is right versus wrong. Be willing to say mm-hmm. it." Um, the day right. that the day that Roe was struck down, I said, "I don't care if you hate me. I don't care if this makes you not listen. I'm going to go donate money publicly to the Baltimore Abortion Fund, and you can be as mad as you want to be about it. I don't care if you can't understand right versus wrong. I don't want you here. F- find something else. There's there's got to be another way to spend your time. I'm not going to tell you who to vote for on election day. That's up to you. You do whatever you want to do. But right versus wrong." We've got to be able to do it. And Brendan Iambadejo truly played a significant role in my life of being able to step up and say, we need to talk about right versus wrong. It was really important mm-hmm. for me. And I that's really cool. I, I get really emotional when I talk about Brendan Iambadejo because it was a really important it's it. And it, you know what? It shaped who I am as a father, um, seeing him in the way Very that cool. he was. And I, I tell him all the time how much he means to me in that way. But, you know, truly one of the great guys. Jamil McLean from that team, truly one of the great people. It's so unsurprising that he stuck around in the O.J. Bergant's role for the Baltimore Ravens because, a, you know. Player development, that's what he's doing now, right? Yep, Isn't he 100, doing like, uh, 100, yeah. It's not the least surprising thing I could have ever imagined because Jamil McLean sure. got it. Like, he understood the role that an athlete could have within the community and I know that you and I were talking about uh, uh, Tori did not did not eloquently say what I know he was intending to say yesterday, and and he had a tough day on Twitter. But I think you and I both know Tori Smith's heart and know what he's all about, and the way that he is. Oh dedicated. my God, totally, dude. The way well, that- I, I absolutely, I absolutely love Tori, and I, I I just think he that was unfortunate yesterday, and I understand where he's coming from. You know, somewhat. Uh, I, I know that. I know that that dude doesn't have an anti-Semitic bone in his body or yep. anything. I just think it's, I think, I think he's, it was, it was disappointing for me as a Jew to read it, but yep. I understood, I understood the point he was trying to make. I just think it was a little clumsily expressed. That's yeah. all. It and was, think, it was an eloquent. He's, he's one of the great, he's one of, it, it's surprising to me because he's another one that I follow and I don't follow tons of players because some of them, I don't really want to hear what they have to say, to be honest with mm-hmm. you, but he's one that I do. Cause I actually, I think his life story is inspiring. He's an inspiring human being. He seems like an incredible father. He's just all around a good dude. And he likes to talk and, and, and express his points of view. And, you know, sometimes Twitter's not the best place for anything to, to have that conversation, you know, to have more nuanced conversations dude, about subjects. I, 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 I have tweeted things, and then I looked at them afterwards, and been like, you know what? I didn't say that the way that I wanted to say that. Like, I, I, yeah. underst- I understand why you're reading it the way that you're reading it, and I have to acknowledge that the way that I wrote it was not the way that I meant it to be said. 
And it's a tough thing sure. to do because publicly, you know, people are always going to assume the worst. That's just the way that it goes. And it, you know, I, I, I you, to your point, I, I know Tori, you know, Tori, he's, he's a truly oh, wonderful I love him. human being. I absolutely love him. Yeah. I was gonna, I was like reading that and was like, it's like, I don't even need to get involved in that. Like, I feel like enough people were expressing to him that it was, it was, yeah. a, you, it was just an awkward sort of way of stating it. You but missed I, it. Yeah. I, I know where his heart is and I know where he, he's, it's in the right place. I'll, I'll give you one more. An, he's an ally, you know. I'll, I'll tell you one more amazing human being that I don't think people talk enough about in this community. Uh, Daniel Wilcox, former Ravens tight end. I oh, swear wow. to God. Like the the my buddy uh, my old co-host I don't know if you remember Drew Forrester when we were together for yes, years. Yes, of course, of course, Dr- of course. Drew would always say, "I just wish I had a daughter that was old enough to marry him." Like that's oh, I love that. That's how amazing of a human being. One night we were doing the the Super Bowl down in Miami one year, and he was living in Atlanta, and he messaged me and he was like, "Hey, are you guys down in Miami?" And we're like, "Yeah." He's like, "I think I might come visit you," and I'm like, "All right, cool. We'd love to see you down here at some point this week." He and his, at the time, pregnant wife got in the car, drove overnight, and surprised us the next morning. They were standing outside of the convention center where we were doing the show at 6 a.m. Like, hey, man, I'm here. I want to do the show with you. I'm like, my God, dude. Like, what? You, you are something, bro. You are an amazing, that is so amazing. Cool. dude. It was incredible. Um, hey, you mentioned the, the promo. Everybody loves it. It's the coolest thing in the world. Uh, how easy of a pitch was that when they called you up and said, hey, man, we got, we got an idea? Oh, it's fun. I mean, you know, I, at first I thought they were going to ask me to narrate it, you know, and there was a little bit of a conversation back and forth. And, uh, the, you know, the, the guys there that, that handle all that stuff, I just felt like they do such a good job. Um, and I was just like, yeah, it was a no-brainer. I was like, let's do it. Let's have fun. You know, I got a couple of days in between these gigs, and we went down there, and we, you know, we shot at Jimmy's, and then we went to Perry Cabin, and the next day we did everything at the, at the stadium. And it was a hoot, you know. We just had a, a good time. A laugh. Rocco had a ball with me. You know, I got him in it, and even though he was being a little bit of a diva, I'm not <laughs> sure, you know. How he, it was a really funny moment because, like, there's a moment where we walk into – if you, if you know, there's, like, one section where we go and we sort of tap – you know, we tap uh, uh, 19's shoe, right? You know, the yep. tradition yep. that everybody does. Yep. And I say, and football. And Rocco, you know, he's walking with me, and he, but he didn't – he wanted to jump up and touch it himself, and he's just on the edge of height-wise of whether he could do that. So I was trying to explain to him. So he did it, and he was he was jumping. But I said, "You're going to be in the shot less." He's like, "Okay, you still want to do it." So then, when we went in to do like the close-up version of that, I said, "Dude, we're going to give you a little like an apple box so that you can step up and do it, and you'll just be." And he's like, "No, not doing it with an apple box." <laughs> he was refusing to do it with an apple box, and I was like, "This is the shit I got to deal with with this kid." I was like, "He's like, no, I'm not doing an apple box. Take your apple box and shove it up your butt." I'm doing it straight up. I'm a, I'm a grown child. I'm a professional. And he's like, I'm not using He was embarrassed. He's like, I'm not doing that. Apple so oh. that was a little tricky. I had to sort of talk him down off the ledge saying, okay, it's fine. Don't do the apple box. Okay. Oh. You got your own way to do it. So he did it. But we got in and we, we just had such a ball, man. He, I have a video right, when we, we shot with the real Lombardi. And that was, that was That's pretty cool, cool right? That's to, cool. Be able, to be able to touch that. And, yeah. and, you know, they got gloves and they're handing it to you. And, and then I got this video. I got to post it probably. I got this video of like after we shot that, we were moving to another section of the stadium to shoot. And Rocco has got a cookie on a plate. And the two guys are carrying the case. Of the, you know, the Lombardi's inside the case, yeah. the travel case, right? And they're carrying it. And we're, we were in the tunnels of the stadium. And he puts this freaking cookie on top of the case. No. <laughs> and we're just walking. And we're walking. I'm like, dude, 
That's so great. That was amazing. It was amazing. No, <laughs> so we had, I mean, he's, I'm not, listen, I'm just, I, I try, like I said, to not like, I, like, it's like having your kids, you know, you want to make sure, like, when I tell you about, like, the, when you have the ability and have the sort of <clears throat> privileged life of, of being able to, like, be a part of the team and, right. you know, right. do commercial for him and get on the field before the game. I try to not do all of that for him and kind of let him just, ex- and we've done that. We just experienced the game. We go and we sit down and we, my dad's seat but i also have a, a secret agenda which is this kid lives in new york you know as he gets older oh older, yeah more, more pressure and be yeah. like the giants are doing well this year the jets are doing well and i'm like there's no chance that you're becoming a fan of the jets or the giants certainly he knows if he becomes a steelers fan patriots fan he's, he's out of the will right. done you know right. what I mean? we're done but dude what so, about the yankees you know, like that's overwhelming there how how do you he he just knows he knows enough to okay. know that All right. he knows that he, he messes with me. Doesn't like he doesn't sometimes he'll say like, Oh, I like Steelers. I'm like, Yeah. Oh, you like Steelers? Okay. Wow. Well then, you know, then I guess I'll take your sister to the game. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Okay, I'm like, don't play with me. Because if you play with me, it's gonna be a problem, right? Oh. We don't you know, that's not a joke. I told him, I said, You can root for any team you want. The Mets, we can have our national league team, Mets, Buck. Yeah. We love yep. Buck. Buck oh, signed a no signed doubt. a roster from your your first baseball game is in his room, framed, Buck signed for him. That's cool. Spring training, he was a baby, didn't even remember. He was, you know, still pooping in his pants. And Buck signed a little note to him saying, you know, Rock, congratulations on your first game. Oh. So the Mets are our national league team. We yep. love the Rangers. We love the Knicks. We've got New York teams to root for. I said, when it comes to football and baseball, Baltimore has teams. These are my teams. You don't have to root for them, but here's a list of teams that you cannot root right. for. Right, correct. You yeah. know, and yeah, I, yeah. I made that very clear. I'm like, there's a couple that are actually off the, the table. And the Yankees are one, the Red Sox are another, the Patriots, the Steelers. I don't really think I have much more. Than yeah, like if he became I, a Cardinals I, fan, who would care, right? Like, you know, that's, that's not harming anything. And also, yeah, like who you like the sport, if you want. You right. know, like the sport. Right. Right. Uh, but no, there's certain certain teams I'm not going to, I'm not going to. I mean, I said, look, you can like them, but I'm not. I'm not going to take part in it. You know. I get it. And I get it. That my my kids. So I, remind me how old Rocco is now. He's he's he's. A, Rocco's uh, he's seven and a half. He'll be right. eight in December. I thought he was about the same age as my oldest. So my 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 older son is seven, and now he has one of his like best friends who's a Steelers fan, and their whole family is Steelers ooh, fans. Now he's ooh. like he knows. Trust me, he knows, and like he's gotten that hang around with a but you know like he, he reminds everybody about when he got to hang out with justin tucker like he's had some opportunities similarly that other kids haven't had the opportunity to do it but every now and then he'll be like yeah but like when i'm with jack p i kind of want to root for the steelers too when they play because i want him to be happy <laughs> and i mean oh, like sweet I, that's I the thing that. like i, I appreciate the empathy that's involved with that sure. <laughs> like i'm like yeah. you know i no, want under a hundred percent i want but you to no, be a good kid but no yeah. hey listen i appreciate that you want to be empathetic there are other times that daddy can show you how to be empathetic. Right. That's not one of them, right? Exactly. Sometimes people are going to feel pain, young man. We don't want to. We don't want to pretend that pain's not going to exist, or anxiety, or uncomfortable feelings. They're all going to happen. Right. We have to learn to live with them. Tell him the question is not to shield yourself from them. When when so, he's you know. when he's mad later that the team lost, tell him you're happy to hang out with him and you guys can go play Pokemon or whatever the f you're gonna do, right? Like be a supporting friend. Are your kids, are your kids into Pokemon? Dude, they into Pokemon? they're so into Pokemon and I don't understand any of it. Like I've hate, never I literally hate, 
hate Pokemon. Bro. I don't understand a single thing about it. And I don't think my son does either. I think he just BSs me because I don't think he understands it either. I don't understand it. The only good news about this year is he's starting to get into football cars. Now, okay. Okay. That's dope. I, I are you a football card collector? I was a, I was a ba- I was a huge baseball card collector, and my kids Me got too. in my, when they got in Pokemon cards. They wanted to see my old baseball card collection, so I'm hoping that might make a shift for them towards that. At well, some you got it, you got it. I hope so too, because I'm going to tell you something. Well, I'm going to say you hope so, but here's the here's the good news. I'm going to give you the good news and bad news. Yeah. The good news is if they shift into it, Glenn, and they get into the baseball or the football cards. It's something you know more about. You'll be more excited about to share in that activity with them, right? It's fun. We go to the store. He's having a great day at school. Here, here's a pack of cards. Like, he did great today. But the problem is, is I didn't realize, like, football cards are freaking oh, expensive. Oh, they're Right, right. Like, what the hell is going on here? Like, who the hell can afford these goddamn things? Dude, they, like, they have to keep them locked the up freak? now. They have to limit you to yes. how many packs you can buy. It's insane how that world has turned. We just, in fact, we just hired somebody at Pressbook who's now, like, our collector's expert because that world is so insane. Our buddy Danny Black Ooh. is now doing that for us Oh, at I got to talk to him. I got to get Stan to give me his info. Bro, we, here's the thing. Now I'm getting into it, and so, like, I... I'm like secretly, I think I'm more into it than him. So I'll go that's and sometimes funny. I'll spoil him because that's also like, I'm doing it for me. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I kind of want to open these boxes too. So I, I got, I got him for his birthday, a Lamar rookie card that he's going to get in December that he, he knows about, but he hasn't seen yet. And I bought for myself, but I will give to him when he's old enough to know that he won't destroy it. I got a really cool Lamar rookie um, downtown card, the Optic downtown. Have you seen that cool card? No. It's got like, it's got Edgar Allan Poe on it. Oh. You know how they do these special kind of insert cards, or maybe that's the wrong terminology. Okay, I'm looking like, at it. I'm looking uh, at it now. So Optic has one, right? It's called downtown, and they do that every year with different players, right? The Yo. other one is the absolute kabooms, right? The kabooms are the other one that I love of Lamar. But I got this downtown Optic. And I fucking, I'm sorry, I'm cursing. You're God good. damn it. You, you, this is the good okay. news. Is that if, I was, if we were doing this on the fan, we'd be in trouble. Over here, we're okay. Okay, thank God. Yeah. This, is, this is like, yeah, it just comes out of me. I'm sorry. It's like <laughs> the worst, worst of me. But I, I got this car. I went and got it on eBay. I was like, I'm doing it. And I got, I got Rocco a Pat Ricard rookie card. Pat Ricard rookie card. Come on now. That's, that, I mean, come that's on. That's not a Homer R- fan. R- Ricard, that's not a Homer R- fan. I think that's just, you just say Pat Ricard. Isn't that the way you say rookie card? Like Pat Ricard Ricard, I think is the way that we go about that. <laughs> it's a Pat, Pat Ricard. Yeah, Ricard. right? I'm, I'm looking exactly. at this. this, this the, the, it's currently a $150 card, the downtown Which pride. Which one? The the down, no, the, the, the downtown card. No, you're not looking at the right one. Oh, is it more than that? Is it more like a... Oh, my God. Yeah, because okay. you're not looking at the rookie card. you got to look at the 2018. Oh, this, yeah, you're right. I'm looking at 2021, 100%. I'm looking no, these, at the wrong these one. cards are... Don't even talk about the price because they're just... It'll make me angry again that I did it because <laughs> I had a weak moment. But, I, but I'm, I'm such... I realize I'm going, God damn it. Why was I oh not in the God. football cards? Oh, my God. Why was I not in the football cards? I would have bought... Are you kidding me? If I was in the football cards... That rookie season, I would have bought every pack you could have imagined. I would have had every Lamar rookie you could have imagined because that's how much I believe in this kid. You know what I mean? Sure. And, and I just didn't do that because I didn't know any – I wasn't collecting football. I never collected football cards, only baseball. Uh, Griffin, so, hang on. I'm going to let young Griffin try to guess the value of the, the Lamar Jackson rookie downtown card. Just um, guess a number. I, guess, I mean, it must be massive. Yeah, I'll go like a – 
but I, I he's just say a number, Griffin. Like two hundred, two hundred fifty dollars. You, you wish, <laughs> you wish. <laughs> you got to multiply that by about six. Jeez. Okay, so one thousand six hundred fifty-one dollars. The value. Yep. Not too bad. That is, dude. Well, you yep. can get that, Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just go grab one right now. Holy <laughs> crap. That is. That was my. I was like, I'm grabbing this, and I'm gonna. He doesn't even know that I got that one because I'm wow. not sure. That's what I'm saying. Right. Am I doing right. this for me? Yeah, Am this I one's for you. For this one's definitely for you. No, Let's not get it's, it's, un, it's unsure. I'm like, dude, the good news about it is it's graded. Just like the, the rookie card I got him is graded. So when they're graded, they're in that harder shield. It's a little harder for a kid to mess up the card, right? right. They're going to be in this really thick plastic you know, shield. And so – that makes me feel good that maybe I will. Maybe Christmas, I'll say, look, this is daddy's, but, you know, we're going to have this together. I don't know. He, yeah. he won't have that. He'll be yeah. like, no, one, one day this will be yours. One day. <laughs> yeah. Just and, he, and he's going to say, knowing my son, he's going to say, yes, and that day is right now. Correct. Thank you. <laughs> and then he's going to put his cookie on top of your car. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to put his Nutella grubby hands right. all over the graded card, that, and then daddy's going to start to lose his mind. Right? This is what happens. Oh, God. Um, um, I'm contemplating going to New Orleans. I'm contemplating. Okay, going to New Orleans. so so I was su- I was supposed to go. My wife, I, who I love, I oh, don't want to make that very clear. Dude, you better talk to Mrs. Clark. My wife, who loves you, by the way. You you gave her a hug at Preakness one year, and she still talks about it. Um, Miss, I actually let you come with me. You and no, I will go together. No, we, we I have nobody we, to go with. We planned the weekend together, and then she didn't. She, she I love her. She didn't take off work on Tuesday. Like she literally just said, "Well, we can be back first thing Monday morning." Right? I said. Maybe there aren't flights no, out of New. Yeah, it's like a it doesn't. Night game. Well, she was convinced there would be like a, a red eye flight back to Baltimore. I'm like, this is not New Orleans. No. Is not that city. This no. is not where you no. can fly no. out at any time you want. So well, the game's also going to be over at 11:30. Correct. So you know, Correct. it's not happening. In the morning. It's like, not happening. No. So she no. she wanted me. She had already taken the rest of the week off. Other than Tuesday, so we're not going to go to the game. We're going out. We're going to fly out. I've never visited Madison, Wisconsin, so we're going to go to the oh, Maryland. Awesome. We're going to go to the Maryland, Wisconsin game that Saturday, and we're going to go. Yeah, I'm. I'm told that town is amazing. I'm told it's that town uh, is one of the most awesome towns. I absolutely love Madison. Okay. That's a great choice. I will tell you. I'll give you one piece of advice. If you like ice cream. There's an ice cream place. I believe it's based there. I first discovered it in Chicago when I was doing a play. It's called the Chocolate Shop or the Ice Cream Shop, S-H-O-P-P-E. Maybe somebody can look I it up am, make I sure am, I'm not crazy. I'm checking right now. It, you want to talk about, like, pure, you know, just cream going into your veins, but that is some damn good ice cream, and you will want to hit that up when you're at Madison. I am no on doubt. it. No doubt. I'm on it. All right. Um, I, 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 if I let you go now, do you promise that you won't accuse me of shortchanging you? I will never. You get This is all I needed, and I, it's right. always good to talk to you, man. I Dude. absolutely love your show. I think you're so smart. You're so good. You're so witty. You, you just so you just you just write about everything, man. You got I, you got I'm, great takes getting, on it. I'm getting all flush right now. I'm getting all flush no, right but, now. <laughs> but no, you're great. So whether it was I am in Deja or whatever, I, it's funny how memory works, Glenn, because I've always viewed you that way. So it's interesting. I didn't really, you know, I, I didn't realize that that happened. That's such a cool story. But I just think you, you know, I, I, I just. I don't know. I, I love you. I love your vibe, man. I think it's great. I'm always happy to do your show and talk to you. You, you, you're, you know, Baltimore's lucky to have you. And, 
you know, keep keep rocking it out, man. Brother, All right, I'll be down in New Orleans thinking of you guys. Oh, I'm so mad I can't go. We'll be in touch. Uh, when I, you know, you know how much I feel about you. I appreciate you as always, my friend. Thank All you right, for bye. doing this. this Later on. Bye, Griff. See ya. That's that's Josh Charles. Yeah, we got to take a break, and I don't even know what what do you say after that. Josh Charles just you know, it gets me a little emotional, man. It's one of the great actors of a generation and someone who clearly cares about our city more than you know you could ever imagine someone would and that's uh that's really neat i uh, i don't care if if nobody like if it's, i know i get it it's just me and josh charles riffing for if you, if that's not for you fine i don't care that's the good news i don't have to care any longer john proctor's mad because we were trashing pokemon i hate it pokemon's hate pretty it. good shut up i hate it I like Pokemon a lot when I was a little right. kid. We, we got to right. catch up on a lot of things. Okay. KZ will make picks of this next. It'll be it'll be good, too. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit joinbaltimorecountypd.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, New Maryland basketball coach Kevin Willard sits down with Stan Charles and Glenn Clark to discuss the situation he inherited in College Park and how he plans to get the program turned around. Also, inside, we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from all of the teams in the area. And Bo Smoka profiles Ravens receiver Devin DuVernay. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today join glenn at halftime of every ravens game for the project game day halftime show at facebook.com slash sports we apologize in advance there's not much we can do about his face 6.99 appetizers every night after nine o'clock at glory days grill that includes the delicious smoky thigh wings uh we shared some pictures from when we had all the uh, glory days appetizers the other day it was a pretty nice day for us <laughs> Decent week for your boy. I had Glory Days stop by with a feast. Josh Charles just 
made me feel like a, the prettiest girl on the face of the planet. Been an okay week. Not a, not a bad week to be old GC. Uh, GloryDaysGrill.com. You can take advantage of that any day of the week. Six ninety nine appetizers after nine o'clock. Glory Days Grill. GloryDaysGrill.com. All right, it's time for us to make our picks. He is our buddy Ken Zalas. He is with us once again here on GCR. What's going on, KZ? How are you, pal? Oh, we gotta get that. That's that's not on him. That's on us. It's. I've told you before. We have a wonky cord, and I don't care for the wonky cord. There's Ken Zalas. Hello, hello, there he is. Hello, that's hello. him right there. Hi. He's. I know him. He's Ken Zalas. Uh, you can't. You can't mess with Maryland this week. That's good news for everybody. Good news. You can't. They don't play, so you can't do anything to hurt. Them. I was gonna take. I was gonna take Maryland just to keep it going. Are, but okay. Yeah, they don't. They don't have a game this week, so it's not an option. They have a bye. You want to take them anyway? Uh, you want to make a pick? <laughs> Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick them to lose. Then. All right. I want to hang on. Anyway. I want to make this clear. You, you still need. You said you, you need to get past election day, right? Before you can come in and. Yes. And, yes. And, yes. After. So. So. So next. So what is it? The tenth. I can come in on the tenth. Right. All right. So next. Right. So next week's picks. We could put a bet. You could be involved with the bet for. On next week's picks, that the payoff would yes, have to be yes, the following. Yes. Yes. Week, yes. Right? Yes. Correct, so correct, I bring correct, that up correct. because, again, our friend Nick Kelly, who I am starting to think just hates us. I appreciate Nick Kelly. Right? I think Dude, he's he just a psycho. Us. Nick Kelly finds to me, I don't know, apparently there's a Catonsville bakery that posts images of like old recipes that they find that are very confusing to them. And Nick is a Catonsvilleite. And he sent me one, and it's for ham and bananas hollandaise, oh. which is oh. just... Bananas, <laughs> layered in ham, and then hollandaise sauce poured all over it. Why anyone yeah, would not, ever do this, I don't know. I'm but, not doing that. So what, you oh, bake that? stop. Can't, why wouldn't you do that? I'm ju- uh, it's, it's not kosher. Oh, are you really? Is it? I mean, by the way, is it not kosher? I, I don't well, know. Ham. I don't yeah, know. Oh, well, it's yeah. ham. Yeah. It's ham. It's ham. <laughs> I've actually never had ham. Just so you I know, can't, I can't believe that. That is that is wild. All right, that'll be a Griffin and I will do that a different week. Then the Griffin and I will pick a different week and we'll do that. We'll, Nick, you got to find someone else that Ken can participate with. So I have to make I'm sorry, that. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, you'd have to make. I'm not gonna. You, you, you think I'm gonna find time to make it? You would have to make it. I, do you want to do it All this right. week or do you want to do it? Uh, let's wait. All right, we'll wait. We'll wait on ham and bananas holidays. We'll just make it. <laughs> okay. Nice. Griffin needs a win this week, so yeah. he needs to not bet on this week's picks. All right, this week's picks are brought to you by the Tyus Bowser Show, which returns on November 1st. We will be at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill. Hope you will come join us for that. Tyus and his special guest. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Tyus Bowser shows a partnership of Pressbox and Great 8's memorabilia. You can find out more at pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. Um, for the record, where we are, Ken Zalas still sitting atop the table. He and I just kind of smoothly – five and four – Five and four. Five and four. Get it done. Exactly Get it done right. the rest of the way. <laughs> Everybody else stinks. So if we can just kind of cruise to five and four. KZ's 36 and 32. I'm 35 and 33. One game back. A little bit of separation now. 
Proctor's four games back, 32 and 36. Then the triumvirate of Kyle Griffin and Paul Valley. There was some controversy. Apparently, Griffin reported the wrong. Pick no, for... I didn't report it wrong. Whoever had no, access was... to the sheet. Oh, it was reported yeah. wrong in the sheet. It was reported right, wrong in the right, sheet. Fair enough. Yes. Uh, uh, Paul, no, Va- Paul Valley <laughs> is not six games back. He's five games back, which is important because it means he's also five games clear of Andrew Stecka. He, Griffin, and Kyle are tied. They're equally distant. Five games from the top, five games from the bottom. Andrew Stecka still very much the worm. He is he is cruising right along to having to be the one that comes in here, eats a worm burger, uh, performs the worm, gets stink-faced, and dresses up like the worm Dennis Rodman. By the way, is that kosher? <laughs> the worm burger? The worm burger. Is the worm burger yeah, I would, kosher? I well, I, I, I'll worry about it later. Yeah, yeah, you better not lose is the point. Yeah, yeah. You better not lose. All right, uh, let's get into this week's picks. Three college games, six NFL games. Where are we starting first? All right, we are starting in Happy Valley, number two-ranked Buckeyes, taking on the number 13-ranked Penn State Nittany Lions at noon on Fox. Penn State getting 15-and-a-half at home. Boy, that's such a huge number to get at home, right? Yeah. Like, my God, it's 15-and-a-half points. Uh, they got hammered, of course, by Michigan. That was one where I picked Penn State because the number was big, and they ended up losing by 24 anyway. Um, but that was on the road. The one thing I would say is that I know a lot of Penn State people are mad that like in the in the days before Fox, this would have been a primetime game and they would have done a whiteout for it and that atmosphere for a whiteout game. Look, I don't like anything about Penn State, but I can't lie about that. The atmosphere for those primetime games and their whiteout games is unreal. So I do think it's beneficial for Ohio State that they don't have to go up against that because kind of goofy things tended to happen in those situations. Um I don't like it, but I'm going to pick Ohio State here. I know they disappointed me. What was the game early this year where we thought Ohio State was going to crush and they just kind of – Was that or- no. Oregon? That yeah. might have been Oregon. Yeah, we were like, oh, they're going to win by a billion, and they just kind of – Was that Oregon? I don't know. I'm gonna, because I, I thought they did blow Oregon. No, but they didn't – it like took until the second half for them to pull away, and the number was cra- The number was like 20 or something like that, and they didn't cover Or was it, it. Notre Dame? Oh, it was Notre Dame is yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. who it Georgia was. Georgia blew out yes, Oregon. Yes, Georgia yeah. blew out Oregon. They did not blow out Notre Dame, who right. stinks, who's yes. terrible. Yeah. I'm but still, since then, I'm still yes. Yeah. They've gotten back to being Ohio State. I'm going to take Ohio State. So, so what you're telling is they, they can't do a whiteout in the daytime. They can, but it doesn't look the same. It's like too bright. Seen, it's too bright. Yeah, you've seen the images like that. The the juxtaposition of like kind of Penn State being in the middle of nowhere and how dark it gets there with the whiteout. Mm-hmm. Like it creates an atmosphere. I don't know. Wh- Maybe they're going to try to do a whiteout for a, a noon game, but it's just not. Plus, let's all let's tell the dirty little secret. The students aren't drunk enough yet. They just woke up. Like it's not—it's yeah, not the same atmosphere as when they do it in prime time. Mm-hmm. That's probably fair. Um, but this goes for me is the last time that we had this situation uh, with Penn State. They absolutely got embarrassed by Michigan, and I actually think Ohio State's better than Michigan. I don't care where the game is. I, I'm not. Betting. I'm not. I'm not taking a Penn State team that I think is a little fraudulent. So I'll take Ohio State. I agree. I am also taking Ohio State. Everyone is on the Buckeyes except for Andrew Stecka, who will uh, be taking Penn State. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, Look, man. But I get it. He's. We, we yeah. keep saying he he's got to. He's got to do it. If, if he loses by a hundred games, it's no different than losing by four games. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, why he's, not? He's got to swing for the fences. Next up at yep. 7 o'clock on ESPN, number 19, the Kentucky Wildcats taking on the number three-ranked Tennessee Volunteers at Tennessee. I know uh, Tennessee, Tennessee 
minus 12 and a half. I, I know Tennessee is legit. I get it. They're completely legit. Like, you don't beat Alabama if you're not 100% legit. But I just always feel like whenever Kentucky has been involved with one of our picks, we were supposed to pick Kentucky. So I'm going to pick Kentucky here. Hmm. Have you seen what uh, Tennessee's wearing? Yeah, that's my reason. Game? That's the reason I'm on Tennessee. Yeah, no. this is no. this is this is 100. <laughs> Those are the cover jerseys. One hundred percent fashion oh, tweet because right. they are it's the all black awesome. alternates. Yeah. Oh, they are. Damn they, they do look. They good. are awesome. <laughs> they are awesome. Oh my God! They look incredible. <laughs> they do. Hell. They do. What time's this game? This game is at seven o'clock when he. Oh no! Oh, this is gonna be great. <laughs> no! There is uh, Tennessee in a big way. <laughs> oh, I feel really stupid. I'm now. on Tennessee as well. Oh, so God. is Paul and Proctor. A lot of regret involved with and this. And then on Kentucky will be Kyle and Stetson. No! It just keeps getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. God. Oh, how did you make it go from bad to worse? <laughs> oh, no. All right, we got to move. All right, <laughs> next up, Indianapolis Temple Owls taking on the 2-5 two, the two and five Temple God, Owls. You taking need to tweet, on... Can you tweet out those uniforms? Yeah, sure. Because uh, people, yeah, un- people need to understand why I just reacted the way that I did. Those uniforms in primetime, drunk crowd. What am I doing? <laughs> If they're uh, not doing a blackout with those uniforms, right? they, they've done it wrong. Yeah. They've Jesus done it wrong. Christ. I, I got to be honest with you. Why do they ever wear the orange? Yeah. Like, no offense. Yeah, yeah. If like, you have awesome. that as an option, what are you doing? <laughs> wear those. <laughs> All right. In- Indianapolis, Templet Navy, uh, Navy minus 13 and a half, 330 on CBS. Uh, hang on. I, I'm not over it yet. Okay. Wait a second. Look at the juxtaposition. <laughs> This gross charcoal and orange uniform that I apparently wore that, that looks stupid. It looks like they want to be Oregon, and it just looks horrendous compared to this, which is the sleekest look. Look, I'm not even the guy that obsesses over uniforms. That's Forrest. <laughs> and I'm telling you, this is the greatest looking uniform I've ever seen in my entire life. God damn. All right, all right. Uh, look, I love – I know Temple stinks. I understand they stink. And I have all the faith in the world in Kenny and Matalolo. I just think right now it's tough for me to pick Navy. It's two touchdowns we're talking about against anybody, right? Um, I'm going to have to take Temple to cover. Wow. I think, I think didn't, hasn't, um, they have one uh, common opponent so far this year oh, from what I saw. Oh, look at the work you did on this. <laughs> this is the reason um, why Ken's in first place is he's out here Navy, doing homework. N- Navy, Navy, absolutely trashed Tulsa. Tulsa. Yes, yes, yeah, Tulsa. And Temple lost to Tulsa by like two touchdowns. So I'm going to take the Naval Academy. All right, I love that. That's a good American, uh, all American choice. Um, I like it like a fool. Took the Temple win total over, which mm. was two and a half. They're at two right now. Oh, so you really kind of need not, this yeah, one. Yeah, this is probably their last chance. Well, they play USF next week, actually. Um. Which USF is not good at, but Navy needs to get. They need something to build on going into Army that Army game, and they really don't. You know the Army game is at the end. I know, I know. You know, it's not. This is this is their last chance though, because they got UCF, Cincy, Uh, maybe Notre Dame is the game that they might have a chance in. Um, so I think they get a win here, but not by 14 points. I'm taking Temple as well, even though Temple looks horrible. Yeah, they're not good. What is everybody else doing? Uh, you and I on Temple along with Paul. Everybody else is on the Naval Academy. <sighs> John, Stetka, mm. Kyle, uh, and feel, KZ. feel much better about that now. Into better. the NFL uh, at 1 o'clock on Fox. Arizona Cardinals at the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings minus 3.5. Right, this home. is the most confusing pick ever. All of the sharp money is on Arizona here, which makes 
no sense to me. Especially because Modern Warfare 2 is dropping today. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. But you add in the fact that it's a Viking. It's yeah, Kirk Vikings Cousins one at 1 o'clock, which is Kirk Cousins at 1 o'clock, baby. Then you add in the fact that it's Arizona playing on at 1 o'clock Pacific time, which historically has or always been tough for Central. Them. I get it, but it's still 1 o'clock or still 10 a.m. Pacific oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. they're, even though they're not traveling as far, it's still on their clock yeah, yeah. 10 a.m. But all of the sharp money. Look, I get they look much better with DeAndre Hopkins on the field. Stunner, right? It's crazy how that works. That when you have a really good wide receiver, you're going to be a lot better than you are without a really good wide receiver. What a concept! But I can't do it. Minnesota. Minnesota. So what you're saying is Hollywood Brown isn't a really good wide receiver? Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. He's not He's not quite as good as DeAndre Hopkins is what I'm saying, Ken. Okay. I, I don't know. I just, it's, I just it's amazing how to... that works when you go out and you prioritize <laughs> getting one of the best wide receivers that that guy is going to make your team drastically better. Just It's a, it's a crazy thought, right? Stephon Diggs completely changing the course of a franchise's history. Really weird how that works. Yeah, I don't. Uh, Minnesota coming off the bye should be pretty healthy. Probably you got to. Uh, I, I get. Here's the thing about Arizona. Everybody's all excited about them again because they look better with Hopkins. But you know, the only reason they won the game is because Dalton lost his mind for five minutes. And they're still giving up a bunch of points. They're going up against a, a tough offense on the road. I'll take the Vikings. I'll take the Vikings as well, especially since the new Call of Duty coming out today. So Kyler's not watching any film the rest of the weekend. Okay. okay. Uh, I got Vikings. Glenn's got Vikings. Uh, everybody's on Vikings except for Paul and Andrew Stecka. Oh, they have the Cardinals. Love it. Love it. Mm. This is great news. New England Patriots the, <laughs> at the New York Jets, 1 o'clock on CBS. Jets getting 2.5 at midlife. I don't, I don't get this. I don't get this line. Why would the Jets be home dogs against the Patriots? And this is the pro- the, the line is so stinky that it makes you think you have to take the Patriots. Like, what a stink line this is. I know we're not believing in the Jets. I understand that. But why in the F would we believing, be believing in the Patriots? <sighs> Reverse lock. You have to take the Patriots here. I, I, you have no choice. There's something. Somebody knows something. I've got no choice. I have to take the Patriots. Uh, this was this was a tell because the line makes no sense with two teams seemingly going in the opposite direction. And I mean, the Patriots just uh, just awful against the Bears, who are not good. Um, but I'm taking the Patriots as, as well. Um, I'm waiting. You know, it's Halloween week, so. Waiting for the Jets to turn into a pumpkin. Maybe it's this week. Uh, I don't. I mean, I think we. It's time. I think it's time we got to start throwing everything we know. We think we know about the Patriots out the window. I don't think they're the same Patriots. So I'm gonna roll with the hot team. I get I'm it. I'm taking the Jets. If the line was normal, I would probably agree with you. Yeah. But it's not. I will take Jets at home. So will Paul Valley. Everybody else is on the Patriots. Ah. Mm. Ah. Uh, then mm-hmm. into the 4 o'clock window, 425 on Fox. 49ers taking on the Rams in Los Angeles. Uh, Rams getting one and a half at home. I don't like this either. I don't like anything about this. But the 49ers have won seven straight regular season games against the Rams. There's clearly something to it, 49ers. Uh, I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Rams here. Um, 
Uh, and I have a tough time. Uh, good teams that I think are good coming off the bye, playing at home, and still giving getting points. I have a tough time going against that the, that trifecta. So give me the Rams. Ken Zalis will be lone wolfing it on the Rams. Wow. Wow, I'm actually very mad. I think that's a great idea. I'm, a, I'm actually surprised about that. But it's the uh, dude, they've won seven yeah, straight I know. regular I, I season can't games. See, I can't see the Niners losing. I, I got, I got I, McCaffrey I, I scoring it, twice they, as well. They were just trashed the other night. I hear you, but they, I don't know if you heard, they played against the Chiefs. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them. The Mahomes, not sure. Have you heard? I he's get decent. it. He's decent. Also, uh, by it. the way, picks are also brought to you today by Guilford Hall Brewery. The uh, amazing location in uh, Station North, 1611 Guilford Avenue in Station North. They got a Halloween party on Saturday night. Great chance for you to go check them out. It's free to get in, live music, costume contest, the whole deal. Guilford Hall Brewery, guilfordhall.com. Also at 425, Seattle Seahawks will host the New York Giants, Seattle minus three. Boy, this one's tough, right? It's like y- y- yeah. you, f- you finally want to buy into the Giants, and then you're like, but it's also the Seahawks who – I I really have no clue. Um, I I I'm just gonna play the points here. That's all I'm gonna do. Giants. I'm just playing the points. That's it. Uh, cue the monkeys because I'm a believer in the Seahawks. I, I'm gonna take the Seahawks here. Uh, yeah, I have no clue either. Uh, we are pretty split. Glenn and I on the Giants. Paul on the Seahawks. Proctor and Kyle on the Giants. Then Stecka and Ken on the Seahawks. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, no. I'm so sorry. Packers no. at the Bills. Ooh. Sunday Night Football. NBC 820. Uh, Buffalo minus 10.5. That's what was at last night. I think it's moved even more in favor of the Bills. I, and that's the thing about yeah. this. is like You want to look at this number and say, no, no, you can't do it. But stop. You have to do it, Bills. Yeah, I I can't touch the Packers no matter what the number is right now. I'll, I'll take the Bills. I agree. I'm on Bills. Everyone is on Bills except for Paul Valley. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. Opportunity for him to look. Yes. And then finally. I, I assumed that that was going to be a lone wolf game somewhere. Uh, by the way, for the record this season, the best lone wolf record belongs to John Proctor, who's 2-0 and as a lone wolf uh, nice. in the year. Griffin is 2-1 and as a lone ah. wolf. Andrew Steck is 2-2, two and two, go figure, as a lone wolf. Paul Valley one and zero as a lone wolf, so he's looking to keep that up. Uh, myself, KZ are zero and one on the year as lone wolves, and uh, Kyle apparently has not been a lone wolf all season, oh, which is weird. Wow. Mm. Finally, last matchup tonight on Amazon Prime Video at eight fifteen: Baltimore Ravens at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Last night is when I send it out. Yeah. Buccaneers were getting one and a half at home, so that is how we are picking. I'm I am really messed up about this Mark Andrews thing. Like I really am. I'm very messed up about it, but ultimately I'm just gonna ride with where I, I'm just gonna keep saying Ravens. Ravens is the pick. They can't do it. Don't know that anybody's healthy. Uh I'm gonna take Tampa. I mean, just, have you seen their back. secondary? Just, have you seen whose secondary? Tampa's secondary is incomplete. nobody's playing. They don't exist. Yes. You know the best part? What? Everybody's playing for the Ravens, and their secondary still stick. Oh, come off it. All right, go ahead. Uh, come on, I can't, I, can't, I can't go off the Ravens either. I pick them every game. So uh, everyone on the Ravens except for Ken Zalis and Andrew Stecko. Oh, uh, no. Uh, oh, no. Stecko oh. sounds like he's going to have a good week. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> might be his moment. All right, at Vans Fantasy on Twitter is how you follow him. We'll get the picks up a little bit later today. Oh, wow, look that. at that. What? I just, I just, I'm sure you guys were already on it, but I just read the, the Brandon Hyde stuff. Oh, 
Wait, no, I, I don't know anything about it. What, oh, well, well, that, he was just named the American League Manager of the Year via the Sporting News. Oh, okay. Well, that's not the oh, big okay. one. That's not the that's not the one. I don't. That's still pretty News cool. A, it's. I'm not saying it's. I, it, I'm just saying that's not the official American League Manager. Of the I year understand that. I just yeah, it was just kind of cool. Very, I just read and it very, and very deserved. Thank you for passing it along. Very, Thank very. You. Thank you. I appreciate it, pal. All right, buddy. We love you. We'll talk to you next next Thursday. Uh, okay, guys. That's Ken Zalis joining us here to make picks. We'll come back in Tidbit Tubular and Weekend at Bookies is next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today the latest edition of press box is available now on the cover new maryland basketball coach kevin willard sits down with stan charles and glenn clark to discuss the situation he inherited in college park and how he plans to get the program turned around also inside we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from all of the teams in the area and bo smoker profiles ravens receiver devin duvernay press box is available for free at over 500 area locations including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. What's up, everyone? This is Tyus Bowser, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm back with Season 2 of the Tyus Bowser Show in partnership with PressBox and Great Ace Memorabilia. Join us on Tuesday nights throughout the season as I'll be heading all over town with my special guests and, of course, our co-hosts, Glenn and Rita. What is it, Rita and Glenn? What is it? I look forward to meeting you guys and talking a little bit about football and a lot about life. And if you happen to miss the show, you can now catch a replay Friday nights on 105.7 The Fan. Get all of your details for the Tyus Bowser Show right now at pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, November 1st at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill, 5506 Hartford Road. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever is on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point. Boulevard. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit joinbaltimorecountypd.com or call 410-887- 5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. If you can't listen or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or, if lying isn't your thing, we'll take a three-and-a-half-star review, too. How's your tidbit today? 
Yeah. Oh, hello. Uh, it's 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 a good one. Uh, do you want to save it, it for tomorrow? Is is it, would, would it be Would it be okay tomorrow? It's a, yes, it would. It would. Okay. I only bring that up because I actually just uh, got a. I had a, there was a trivia that I came across. Oh, okay. Um, it's relevant, right? Okay. Uh, Jameson Hensley from ESPN shared it. In fact, there are two teams that John Harbaugh has never lost to during his time as Ravens head coach. Do you know who the two teams might be? Two teams he's never lost he's to. Never lost well, to. Well, since it's relevant. Yeah, I guess the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers so are definitely one of them. Yes, I did kind of give to. that. I did kind of telegraph yeah. that. Yes. And then I want to say the Cowboys. No, I don't remember it, but apparently, uh, I do remember it. It was a road game uh, early in the new stadium history. Uh, and not the. I, f- okay. No, no. The, the, remember the John Arbor's first season. Oh eight was when yes, they went when and they won went the final there. game at the old stadium. But early in the new stadium, I don't remember mm. exactly what year they traveled Dallas and they lost. I feel like it has to be an NFC team. He's never lost to. He lost to the Jets. Got killed by the Jags that one time. <laughs> yes, in London. Remember it well. Um, Gross. Uh, let's see. Why do I? Why do I think? Wait, we got you. Got it. You got yeah, just, yeah. just start um, naming um, some teams. All right, just start let's naming go some teams. Packers, maybe not the Packers. Yeah, I feel like we played them well. Yeah, they lost um, to them on a Monday night. No, we lost to the lost to the Saints. Um, Falcons. Not the Falcons. Um, Why did they lose to the Falcons? Uh, I do remember it was a Thursday night in Atlanta. They lost uh, to the Falcons in the old Georgia Dome. I was there. Oh, nice. Yeah. Maybe it was your fault. I was on the boat. I was on the beat then. That was when I was going uh, to all the games. Um, oh, man, who have they never lost to? The 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 Rams. Uh, when did they lose to the Rams? When did they lose to the Rams? I'd have to think about when they lost to the Rams. I don't yeah. remember off the top of my head. It's um, not the Rams. The Washington football. No, we, we lost definitely them. Definitely lost yeah, them in the yeah, Super Bowl this, year. In fact. The, and that, Remember that C.J. Uh, Mosley fumble. Uh, oh, I don't. I, don't I forgot about that. Yeah. Um. Oh, man, who who else? Would we, the 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 Eagles. Not the Eagles. It's the Lions. The, Lion, the that, Lions. That makes sense. The other yeah, team. A, thanks to the heroics sense. of Justin Tucker, a couple times in yeah. Detroit, they I, have never lost. The I Lions. just completely overlooked them. Good. Uh, good trivia question mm-hmm. from Jamison Hensley today. All right, tubular brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Use the code Tailgate when you order yours, and you will save one hundred dollars on your all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill at ginsugrills.com. Of course, that's really all that matters tonight. Ravens Buccaneers eight fifteen on Amazon Prime, but also locally on ABC two. Uh, Virginia Tech, NC State, 7.30 on ESPN. Louisiana, Southern Miss, 7.30 on ESPN2. Fox Sports 1, Utah, Washington State at 10. NBC Sports, Washington Capital Stars at 8.30. ESPN Plus and Hulu Blues, Predators at 8. NBA TV, Mavericks, Nets, 7.30. Heat Warriors at 10. Um, that's all you need to know. Anything non-sports-wise? No, they know that the Ravens are playing, so there's nothing on. Actually, Michael, week. Yeah, Michael Imperioli will be on uh, Jim, Jimmy Fallon. Who's the, who's that? He's, uh, he was uh, Christopher in Sopranos. Oh, you know, he's, oh okay. He's in sorry. White Lotus sorry, now. sorry. I do know. Never mind. Yes. My bad. Yeah, bad, I love Michael Perry. All right. uh, new episode of Atlanta as well on FX. Okay, very cool. All right, thanks today to Josh Charles. God, that was great. Thanks to uh, Ken Zalas. Thanks also to Jim Caldwell, who was really wonderful too. We'll get all of it up in the Greatest Hits section of the <laughs> tab at Tomorrow, Stan the Fan will be here. Um, Sean Salisbury is going to join us. We'll talk some Ravens. Also, he's going to preview. He does radio down in Houston now, so he'll preview the World Series with us. Talk some Astros. Uh, is Jalen Smith joining us tomorrow? Uh, he should be. He should be, yes. Um, and then Bo, Bo Smoko as well. All right, Bo Smoko, of course. We'll recap the Ravens game with Bo. Thanks, everybody, at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, Baltimore County Police Department, Costas Inn, Guilford Hall Brewery, Great Eights Memorabilia, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. 
Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Thanks to um, to follow us at Glenn Clark Radio. Thanks to thanks to me. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Thursday night. Go Ravens. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too. Uh, we'll be right back with Weekend at Bookies. Welcome into Weekend at Bookies, brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. Glenn Clark, Griffin Bass with you. So we get you ready for the weekend in sports betting, which of course starts tonight with Ravens, Buccaneers, and line movement that has me perplexed. If you weren't with us for Glenn Clark Radio today, I don't much care for the fact that this line has swung three or three and a half points, depending on where you've looked. Within the span of 24 hours, We've been told some sharp money came in on the Buccaneers, and that was a factor, but likely also a factor that Mark Andrews didn't practice all week. And while he's listed as questionable, and there is the opportunity for him to play tonight, you just can't help but wonder. You can't help. It really makes you wonder. God, I hate Maroon 5. Um, it just makes you wonder about if they know something, like if they know that Mark Andrews isn't playing, and so that's the reason they went ahead and moved the line. I just get apprehensive about those things. But if you want to hang out, bet the game tonight, great place to watch it. The spot is the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. Reserve your spot right now by emailing events at sportssocialmd.com. Later on, we'll catch up with our buddy Brad Cronthal from Alloy Sports, talk a little World Series, a little NFL with him. But right now, he is our pal, Mr. Andrew Stecka, Stets and Figures on Weekend at Bookies. What's going on, pal? How are you? Not too much, Glenn. How are you doing? Uh, other than this whole Mark Andrews thing and the line moving for the game tonight, it just got me all worked up. I'm, 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 I really am acting like a conspiracy theorist about this this morning. I don't. I hate. Everything are you worked about up this. about Mark Andrews or about the line moving? Which is the line moving makes me worked up about Mark Andrews, right? Like, I, okay, okay, I, like I, that's I, I see the correlation, the, but I'm just wondering the, which one. The you're line movement about. makes me convinced that they know something about Mark Andrews. That like it, the Ravens didn't rule him out. If the Ravens had ruled him out, it would make sense that the line would move. The Ravens didn't rule him out. Now I get it. They said he didn't practice all week, and normally guys who don't practice during the week don't play on Sunday. But this is a unique week with it being a a Thursday night game. So I'm not really reading too much into that, or I wouldn't have been reading too much into that had the line not moved. And I always, it's like when we were just talking about the stink line between the Patriots and the Jets. What do you know? What do you know? Because this doesn't make sense. It's, it's, it's why betting, it's why betting controls the universe now, Glenn. Uh, it's why we just look to look to the line to tell you more stories than anything else. Um, that is the, that is very frustrating. It's very frustrating because I would just like to know. Um, all right. Now that being said, you got to get into Stetson figures and 
last time out, we have been doing so well. We have been riding the, you know, everything had been going well. One and three week, last time out for Andrew Stecka. Um, I, I like the thought on the betting the under on Justin Fields' passing yards, but... Um, and, it, and I'll tell you what, at the end of that game, it almost did come through. <laughs> unfortunately, that was a miss. Now, you got the, uh, got the Seahawks in the first half against the Cardinals. That was good. You did? And you had the right idea on the Jets over team total, but you parlayed it with the Ravens team total over, and uh, that one did not come through. Yeah, they, they, they sure were a letdown. Yep, yeah. that was a bummer. Uh, and then uh, you finally lost a soccer parlay, which I thought you were going to continue to win forever. I thought you might never lose a soccer parlay, but uh, this one failed you. And I don't, I don't even understand it to be able to tell you what it was, but you failed on a soccer parlay. So We did. Yep, such is life. Now. New week, new opportunity. That's what we like to say around these parts. Where are we going first with Stetson figures? Well, I want to let you know I really did search for an angle on this World Series, but I just did not really have anything I liked. I mean, my lean would be – I know you guys talked about it earlier in the week. Uh, my lean would be to play the Astros uh, on, the, on the game line uh, at the plus 118 to get the plus money. Um, and if you weren't going to do that, I would just say flip it around and play the Phillies because you're getting them at plus 165 to win the series outright. But I didn't, neither of them jumped out to me at the right place. So we're going all NFL this week okay. uh, for our plays. That's uh, not, that's we'll not necessarily been with, good uh, for you this season. I don't, that's, a, that's, a risk, well, it's, that's a risky. I hear it's, I hear it's popular, though, so that's yeah, what we're the kids gonna go. do we're enjoy gonna talk it. about The kids do enjoy it. Uh, we'll go down to Atlanta, first of all. Uh, the Panthers are traveling to the Falcons. They obviously pulled off a big upset of the Bucks last week. Uh, as double-digit underdogs, but teams that do that and then come into their next game as underdogs don't really fare so well. Um, teams in those scenarios only uh, 27, 36, and three against the spread, and 17 and 49 straight up uh, mm. since the start of the 2020 season. Panthers they're only one and 28 straight up, and five and 24 when their opponent scores 17 or more points. I would think the Falcons at home and in, in this kind of setting could score 17 or more points. Uh, but we, we, we shall see. Um, I'm expecting the Falcons to bounce back after failing to cover the spread for the first time last week. They were 6-0 and against the spread uh, going into that. I expect them to bounce back. Um, they're also just two wins away from hitting their over uh, for their preseason win total, which was at 4.5. So give me the Falcons minus the 4.5 at home against the, the Panthers this week. Um, you get your standard minus 110 big on that. I just I think that's a division spot where the Falcons – I'm not like a full believer in the Falcons, but they are they are one of those plucky teams that I I think can do enough, and I, I like the line there. I think that spread should be a little higher, so give me them with the value there at minus you're, four and a half. You're probably right. It's just really hard for me to have faith after you know, like I I was really riding just the fact that they hadn't like failed to cover all year, but now that they actually there's expectations for them, that's a tough thing for me, right? <laughs> like it's a it's a different thing when hey, just don't lose by too much, you're good. <laughs> Um, now when you I actually... also consider the other side of this too, though. Like with the Panthers, you figure they oh, beat I, the Bucks right, last week right. without Christian McCaffrey. That was practically their Super Bowl. I expect them to come back down to earth. Where are they? Where's where, is Foreman good? Like, are, who's I don't even know who's playing for the Panthers at this point. I think they're both playing. I think both running backs are good. Hubbard. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Yeah, Hubbard had been the one that I think was more questionable, but I think I think I think they'll both end up playing. All right, all right. Uh, I I could not join you on this bet, but I understand the thought process behind it. Where are you headed next? Uh, we're gonna go Dallas for the next one. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys host the Chicago Bears. The Bears are coming off, of course, that uh, I, I don't even know how to determine that 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 victory they had over the Patriots on Monday. Interesting, I guess you would call it. It was eyebrow raising to a certain extent. 
Um, but some, some stats I found on teams who play back-to-back road games when the second one comes on short rest. Uh, I know this is almost like, you know, left-handed hitters on daytime Tuesday games, but right. it, it, this is a thing. I mean, consider, consider the fact that you're on the road and your next game is going to be on short rest. Uh, teams in that scenario, just 15, 20, 15 and 26 straight up, 17, 23 and one against the spread in the last 20 years. So it's a tough spot for them coming off of that victory and then having to go back out on the road. Um, not to mention, if you're coming off a game against the Patriots specifically on short rest, you're only 14 and 21 straight up. So I don't give the Bears much of a chance in this game. Um, now, the Bears are nine and a half point dogs. That's a pretty steep line. So we're not going to bet the, the full nine and a half for the game. What we're going to do is we're going to expect the Bears to come out slow. We're going to bet the first half spread at minus five and a half uh, for the Cowboys. Dak Prescott, when he's more than a, when he's more than a touchdown favorite, he's pretty darn good anyway so i expect them to come out in the first half build a lead at least by at least by a touchdown and like i said the spread's only five and a half in that first half um prescott by the way is seven and two against the spread when he's more than a touchdown favorite which is a pretty good number i think um and the bears are just not good in the first half either that's another one that supports this bet they are one and six against the spread in the first half of the season so a slow starting team so give me the cowboys first half line minus five and a half uh, for this week as well. So the Ravens have not lost a first half this season, and uh, that played out really nicely for me as I parlayed the Ravens in the first half and regulation last week. But sure. I, just, I just couldn't. Thursday night football. I just don't like betting Thursday night football, man. I've just I don't I don't like anything about it. So I stayed away from it for this week. But I do like this. Um, I like that number five and a half. I, I like that. Um, I, you know I. I, it also I, prevents the you know the weird backdoor cover from Justin Fields late. Right, up, right. You know, when the Cowboys don't care any longer. Yeah, not, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I completely get it. I'm good with that. All right, uh, Andrew Stecka is with us here on Weekend at Bookies. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. What's your next stats and figure for us? Well, we did a teaser a couple of weeks ago, and that worked out for us. So we're going to go back to that. Well, and speaking of backdoor covers, uh, the Arizona Cardinals are backdoor cover kings. Uh, especially when they are underdogs. By, so we're going to throw them By the way, we, we, we called someone the backdoor king back in college, but that was a different thing altogether. That was a to- yeah, totally different thing. My buddy, That's, that was my, under, there my was, buddy Tony. There was some bets placed on that too, right? Yeah. But. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm Totally I, I've been I've been tapped out ever since uh, Josh Charles told me I was handsome or whatever he said. I've already forgotten what it was. It, it made isn't me it feel... weird that this week has felt really long despite the Ravens playing. God, it's felt like forever. <laughs> I don't know what's going it, on, man. It felt like a long. I, I well, here, feel you. I'm, here I'm in, you know, in well. Baltimore, we didn't see the sun until today. Like yeah. that was part of it. Is that like for the first three days of the week we didn't see the sun? Um, it but it came out for five minutes yesterday. It was a really weird bit. Where in the middle of the afternoon, I was like, oh, my God, that's the sun. And then I turned around, and it was gone. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I missed it. That's a real shame. It's been – this is this is not a complaint. It's been unseasonably cold out here in Arizona. Oh, oh yeah. I know what, what, 60, I know 64? Not... <laughs> nice 64-degree day. Yeah, for like a high. For, yeah. for like a high. Yeah, what what, like what, what hell you're the, dealing with out there? What pure It's been down hell. into the low 40s at night. It's been chilly, oh, so. God. How are you going to survive? Although, as, as I've told know, every when I lived in Arizona, and it, you would wake up, and it would be 50-some degrees outside, and your body would be sick. Like, it's insane. You're, you're, you're bundling up to go out the 100%. door. 100%. It was, it was a very weird vibe. All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Cardinals. You're, you're good. We've got a three-team, seven-point teaser here for you. Uh, we're going to start with the Cardinals. I think this is going to be a tighter game than, than people realize. 
as you, I know you were talking earlier about the Cardinals and this line kind of maybe not making a ton of sense. I think this is a tight game, and if you can move this line, I, I like the Cardinals to at least keep it close, or at the very least get themselves that backdoor cover. So we're going to move that line from 3.5 to 10.5 okay. at the Vikings. Uh, next place we're going to go, we're going to go back to the Cowboys. We talked about them already. I'm confident they cover in that first half. But if you shrink that number from the 9.5 that we had talked about for the game down to 2.5, okay. get it under a field goal, I'm really confident they can cover that at home against a, a much lesser Bears team. And then the next place they're going is the Rams-49ers game. The Rams are a, a, a home dog in this game, obviously, and that's purely because of the, the Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan thing, and there's a lot of history there. Um, and I don't fully expect the Rams will definitely win this game, even though it's kind of a kitchen sink type of week for them coming off a bye. Um, but if you move that line for me, one and a half to eight and a half, you get me over a touchdown at home against the Niners, I will take that. Uh, they're also getting a little healthier coming off of that bye, including the likely return of uh, their center, uh, Brian Allen. He should really help their offensive line. Uh, which has been one of the really key points. So, again, the three teams, Cardinals to, from 3.5 to 10.5, Rams from 1.5 to 8.5 against the Niners, and then Cowboys from 9.5 down to 2.5. You get plus 120 on that three-team teaser. Um, I, I I like it. I do. I, I do like it. Um, everybody will tell me that you're always going to – teasers are always going to break your heart, right, because you're going to be super confident yep, about them. Yep, they do. But, they are risky. But I – I like it. I, I think. I think at all. I would. I would absolutely bet all three of these lines, of course. And so, plus one twenty. I. I like it. All right. And uh, finally, uh, finally, we're gonna go to tonight, but not not so much the game. I've got a prop for you. I've actually got like a prop and a half for you because I Ooh. kind of like one, but I really, I really like the one. I'll give you the one I really like first, and that involves Tom Brady. Um, his number for completions is only twenty four and a half. I really like the over of this. Uh, you're, you're paying a little bit of a big at minus 128, but Brady should have his pretty much his full complement of receivers uh, available in this game for just like the third time all year. Uh, you know, Julio Jones, Godwin, Evans, I'm pretty sure they're all expected to play. He's also hit this prop in four of his five games this season. Um, the, the Ravens are also kind of a good matchup when you consider that they're allowing opposing quarterbacks to complete uh, 67% of their passes, which is the bottom 10 n- number in the league. Um, and at home this year, Brady chucks it all over the place. Uh, he's throwing 42, 52, and 52 passes in his home game. So high volume will equal a good chance that he hits at least 25 completions uh, against the Ravens tonight. Um, the other the other prop that I kind of like is going back to the Gus bus. The Gus Edwards anytime touchdown is at plus 145. Um, we all kind of know what the what the, the Panthers were able to do against the Bucks last week, and that was without Christian McCaffrey. So I think if the Ravens can show what they did last week against Cleveland and take a little bit out into Tampa night, I understand that Gus Edwards is, you know, still coming back, but he looked really, really sharp on Sunday. So I would, I would like the value play of playing him for an anytime touchdown. Uh, you know, if they get down near the goal line, I think that he, he'll be able to punch it in. Mm, it's so interesting you bring that up. If I were you all, I would maybe pay attention to live casino and hotel uh, social pages because perhaps. Perhaps you might see some similar advice coming from someone. You wow, know. and 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 I didn't, I did not know that, nor arrange it. Well, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it's been posted yet, so I don't think you could possibly know that. And I, I normally yeah, try. Yeah, you didn't hit me off. I, I normally try to not give away anything that we share on because I do want people to um, follow Live Casino and Hotel on socials on uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Facebook, and you will be able to see our advice every week and. Your boy was uh, perfect last week, and um, that that definitely creeps up this week. That creeps up as I didn't want to bet the game, but I did like that. So 
Yeah, I'm with yeah, you. I feel the same way. Okay, find find some props tonight because this is a weird, especially with the line movement. Find find a couple props. Uh, by the tonight, way, the, like the, said, the, the Buccaneers have now added that Akeem Hicks is out for tonight's game as well. So that changes everything, of course. <laughs> yeah, there's almost that's almost as important as Mark Andrews being. Uh, yeah, very much, very similar. I, by the way, and I and I still have people chat. Like I know I, that you all are going to argue that because the secondary, the Buck secondary is decimated, that means the Ravens should just throw the ball a hundred times. I. I don't. I nope. don't agree with that. with that. I don't agree <laughs> yeah. with that thought process. I don't think that you're thinking this through entirely. But that's a that's a conversation for a different day. Right now, we're just worried about betting. All right, sir. Uh, well done. At Astecka on Twitter is how people can give you a follow, and we will monitor this week's stats and figures. Appreciate you as always. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks. All right. Cheers, Glenn. That's our guy Andrew Stecka checking in this week here on Weekend at Bookies. When we come back in, our buddy Brad Cronthal from Alloy Sports is going to check in with us. We'll talk about the World Series. I, I like Andrew Stecka, have kind of struggled with looking at World Series bets. Like I kept wanting to find something that I was like, well, this makes a lot of sense. But I didn't. I do offer a World Series, you know, suggestion um, in the video that's coming today for Live Casino in Hotel Maryland, but. <sighs> I kept digging through and looking for more. I don't like There's it. like a semi-angle okay. that you can lean if you want. So in the last 25 years, the team with the higher payroll between the two World Series teams wins uh, one at 70% of the time, won the World Series 70% so that of the would time. Be that would be the Phillies this year. Of, because have, of Bryce Harper, yeah. yeah. They have the fourth highest payroll, and Houston has the seventh. That's very interesting. However, yeah. last year Atlanta had a lower payroll than Houston, Houston did. Of and course, they, they won. won the World Series. So yeah, Probably that to three straight. What did uh, John Little Rock tell us about Trey Mancini? Is that a legitimate? He said so. I th- I was actually misreading the. He he said he wants Trey Mancini to hit a home run oh. at any time in this in the, during the but series. I don't I don't think they offer you. Yeah, they didn't offer that. I was looking at it and I misread it. It said to hit the most home runs. Oh, to hit the most home runs. Yeah, yeah and I was yeah, like, there's no way. Yeah, that's no. I mean, way. That, there's a way. No, stop. There's a way. If there was if there was an offer, yes, not any time home run during the series, I'm. I'd, I'd, I'd like I'd like that I'd like to play that Kyle Trey Mancini yeah but I don't I don't see that offer yeah that would be somebody a fun find, offer but yeah, I don't, think, I me, don't think they do have that unfortunately all right we will uh, we will continue here on weekend at bookies with Brad Cronthal next. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5544. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. 
Glory Days Grill's Oktoberfest menu is now running. It's one of their most popular seasonal menus all year. It features the chicken schnitzel, the Oktoberfest Brewer's Platter, the Brewer's Sausage Sandwich, the Bavarian Burger with a pretzel bun, the Cheddar Ale Soup, the Slam Dunk Pretzels, and the Apple Cobbler. All of these meals pair well with Oktoberfest beers and Angry Orchard on Draft. Dine in or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and pick up your favorites to take home. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Starts your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials, we'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookies every other Thursday at 11.40 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, keep listening to this show too. All right, this is Weekend at Bookies, brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. If you haven't heard, Live Casino and Hotel Maryland not only is offering you same-game parlay plus now, so your same-game parlay bets can include up to 25 legs and both teams in the same game. get very exotic with that, but for traditional parlay bets... They have now incorporated cash-out options. So if you go to the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland, you make a traditional parlay bet. You'll be able to take that ticket back to the screen, scan it, and find out if the first couple of legs have hit what they would offer you to cash out if you're not feeling as comfortable about some of the legs later in that parlay bet. That is now available in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Every time we do Weekend at Bookies, we get the opportunity to catch up with our friend Brad Cronthal from Alloy Sports, talk a little World Series, a little NFL Week 8. What's going on, BK? How are you, man? Doing great, Glenn. Since the last time we talked, I've not seen a lot of promos online, that mobile betting coming soon. Yeah. I can't wait to get sandal on the phone yeah man we are we are literally looking at like i mean i mean before the end of calendar 2022 that's the good news it would be i I wish it was today i wish that was the case but um we are very clearly very clearly just a few weeks away now from uh, mobile betting finally being available here in the state of maryland which i am very excited about as well um, all right, so let's remind everybody about Alloy, as we, people are. Maybe there are people that still haven't gotten fully into betting yet because, you know, they just don't want to go to the, the, the whatever the various sports books around the state, but they know that as soon as mobile betting is available, they're going to dive in. How can Alloy Sports help them as they dip their toes into betting waters? 
Yeah, absolutely. Alloy is really what you need to win consistently at the sports books. We let you come in and build your own betting strategies. We built a community as well where people are sharing their strategies that have been hitting and seeing games that are doing so. One of our strategies last week went five and one. It's just seeing the data, putting the NFL stats that you know lead to winning, and then seeing that outcome and betting on those games. I mean, it seems it's really as simple as that. People can sign up for free as always, correct? Totally free to sign up. We have our premium tier as well. It's really cool. You also have access to that for 30 days. That's our Alloy Pro. You've got over 200 stats and filters to choose from from that, but totally free app to use all the time, depending on the level you want to use it at. All right. So as before we get into NFL this week, you, of course, have been our baseball guy all season long. This will be our last opportunity to talk baseball here on Weekend at Bookies. Anything that you notice in looking at World Series odds, like anything at all that you just say, hey, that's interesting to me? Well, I think Mattress Mac's going to make a lot of money. Yeah, that, I mean, that that for sure. That dude, we were talking about him the other day, man. Like, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to call him a genius or anything like that, but, boy, that guy has got some things figured out. Absolutely. I, I honestly found the odds for the World Series pretty interesting. Houston started, I think, around 185. They're now at 190 to win the World Series. To me, I think they're a much stronger team than Philadelphia. Um, Philly may be peaking uh, at the right time, but Houston still perfect in the postseason. Minus 190, I still feel like those are pretty good odds to lay to win the World Series. But looking straight at game one, over-under is at six and a half. Verlander's had a game in the postseason where he's given up six runs. Nola's last start, I think he gave up six runs in the LCS. I like the over-hitting in game one. Philly's okay. hitting the ball so well. Uh, Houston as well can, can really match anyone. It's, if it's a close game and it's a low-scoring game, they can win that way. If they have to come back from 8-1, to one, sure, they'll do that too. So I like the line at 6.5. I like the over-hitting in game one, but I think it's going to be a really fun World Series. Philly's just playing so great. Do you – I still just – I, yeah. They're playing really well, and that's what makes it tricky to me. You like the Astros, but do you like them enough for them to cover the game-and-a-half game line in the World Series? That, that I'm not sure. I like I like you just overall to win it. I, I could see this honestly being a 4-1, to one, but and here's why. Houston's been in it, but they haven't won in, in quite a few years since they beat Boston. Dusty Baker hasn't won it yet. These guys have a lot to play for. It's not like they're just showing up every year um, as well. Philly's had a great run, but I think Houston takes the World Series uh, this season. All right. All right. We will monitor that. That's uh, getting underway tomorrow night, the Phillies and Astros in the World Series. Um, Brad Cronenthal, Alloy Sports, is with us here on Weekend at Bookies. BK, what have been successful strategies for you guys so far in football season? Yeah, a lot of our successful strategies have hit on the underdogs. Even entering week one over the last two years of, of trends, we saw underdogs against the spread hitting quite well, and that's held up this year. Underdogs overall are 60-44-3 this season, and away underdogs are even better, hitting about 59%. They're 36-25-1. and one. So a lot of our plays this season have focused on those underdog games, um, and and we're going to continue to hit those games this season because they continue to win. Wow, wow, that is very interesting. And way underdogs of all things, right? Like that is really intriguing to me. Um, I know um, with that in mind, is there any particular away underdog that you look at this week and you're like, yeah, that's the one. That's the one that jumps off the page to me. 
So depending on the strategy we built, we have quite a few, uh, but there's a few that have hit on multiple strategies. And okay. Kind of a betting theory. It's called ensemble betting theory. It's when you have different data or analysis regression theories that, that have hit and just taking the aggregate of the total of those. So saying if I have one certain game that's hitting in five different strategies out of the nine I built, it's probably a good bet to place it on that team as yeah. hitting different areas. Yeah. So building out a ton of different strategies this season, that's the model that we like to use. Teams are hitting it, you know, a lot of different strategies all the time. So this week we actually have a few teams that do that. Um, so why not start with tonight? Uh, woke up, see a line shift. So the Ravens went from uh, minus one or one and a half favorites. Now they're mi- plus one and a half underdogs. Ravens have been a tricky team to bet this season. They are three and four ATS. The Bucks are two and five. Tampa's got a lot of injuries on the defensive front. Um, I'm going to go with the Ravens. And, th- and this is where it's letting the data talk. You know, they either got to get it going or they're going to be back where they were. Gus Edwards looked really good last week. Um, the offense needs to pick it up. The defense seems to be gelling a little bit more every single week. So I do think the Ravens, if they can go down to Tampa Bay and handle business tonight, um, that'll be really big for the football team. I, I like everything about that. That sounds very good to me. So I see this guy, SK Betts, on your Twitter account. This guy's <laughs> yeah. Spencer. I don't know about this fella, right? I don't know how I feel about him. Um, has something called the driver extenders strategy. And it went five and one last week. Can you maybe let us in on that a little bit? Yeah, so I'm glad you brought that up. That's awesome. So SK Betts is Spencer. He's mm-hmm. our CEO and mm. he's uh he crushed it last week. Um the drive extender strategy, if you follow us, you should. We come out with a new forecast every week where we highlight a successful strategy. So later today we're going to highlight that exact strategy. It factored in third down percentage, um, low turnover rates from quarterback, uh, and again, looking at away team. So his close underdogs hit really well, and underdogs as a whole. So last week he went five and one. He has a few plays this week, and then that kind of leads us to our next play, which Cardinals has, have hit for a lot of our strategies. But he is uh, really doing well off the strategies he built and that strategy specifically we'll be highlighting in an article uh this afternoon all right well you're gonna have to tell me more about the cardinals because i all of the smart money appears to be coming in on the cardinals this week and that bucks everything that i believe because this is kirk cousins in a one o'clock game if i can't believe in kirk cousins in a one o'clock game what can i believe in in the world brad cronthal yeah absolutely and and here's another trend that it's we're looking at the regression. So one of our Discord posters posted, the Cardinals are 0-10 in Minnesota in a 23-year span. So we're looking at trend and go with the Cardinals this week, plus three and a half. Hopkins, the return, really helped Kyler Murray last week. It's like, you know, that guy made all the difference, 10 receptions. Um, a lot of the money is on the Cardinals. I think they're starting to gel. Minnesota's had a lot of close victories this year. They're only two and four ATS, though. Mm. I think the Cardinals can go up to uh, to Minnesota mm. and in a, in a domed environment mm. come out with a win. Mm. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. This is it goes against everything I believe in, Brad. Everything I believe in. Kirk Cousins when nobody's watching, when the country can't see him. He's so good. He's so good in all the games when nobody watches. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. 
all right, you might talk me into it. You might talk me into uh, joining. I, I, I happen to notice that all of the smart money was uh, lining up with the Cardinals this week, so it's interesting. Perhaps they have the same information that you do, my friend, and that might explain that. Anything else that jumps out at you as you look at uh, football for this week, sir? Yeah, and just one last note. The hook is huge in that game. So if it sure, comes down to the sure. wire, field goal yep. wins the game. Yep. Three and a half gives you all that confidence. No doubt. So I, I heard Andrew Stecka talking about this game, Bears and Dallas. Um, one of my <laughs> rules the first few weeks of the season is don't bet on the Bears and don't bet on Washington. Because whenever I bet on those two teams specifically, they never come through. So then I stopped betting on the Bears when my strategy said to bet on the Bears, and they've hit the last couple. So – I'm going back the total game. So I saw Andrew got in in the first half for Dallas. I'm going the total game with the Bears plus nine and a half. I like the Bears defense in this game, and it all comes down to one thing. Can Justin Fields take care of the football? Dallas obviously has a great defense, um, but their offense is only scoring 18, 19 points a game for the Cowboys. Their defense, they're given – they're only – getting 305 yards of total offense as well. Can the Bears offense do enough to keep it close and hold on to the football to where that game is within nine points? I'm going to go with the data and say, yes, am I extremely confident in it? I don't love betting on the Bears, and I don't love betting on Washington. So I don't blame I'm going to go with the data. I don't blame you, although Washington suddenly has looked like a team worth betting on the last couple of weeks. Um, I, also, I think the real question here is, do the Bears have more play calls from the Ravens they can steal for this game? Because apparently that's what they used in order to beat the Patriots, which is a wild story. It's a, it's a cool story, in fact. It's, that's football, man. That's the way it works. All right, uh, Brad, remind everybody one more time where they find an Alloy Sports, not just the, the website, the app, the social media, everything that they need to know about Alloy Sports and yourself. Yeah, so we're on the iPhone store, iOS at Alloy Sports. You can follow us on all social channels, Discord at Alloy Sports. And then you can follow me at Brad Kronthal, B underscore Kronthal, K-R-O-N-T-H-A-L. We'll help you win more bets this season. It's that right. simple. Uh, no doubt about it. I appreciate you as always, my friend. We'll talk to you in a couple weeks, all right? Sounds great, Glenn. It's Brad Kronthal from uh, Alloy Sports checking in with us uh, here on Weekend at Bookies. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Winding down for this week's show, we need to see if Griffin can't strike gold, puts together a gratuitous grouping. I don't, you didn't go 25 legs, correct? You didn't, we, we didn't go all in this time. No, 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 no. I stuck with what I've traditionally done. Okay. I can, and, I, and how do the, I will have a 20, how do, how I can do, have a 25 legger ready next I time. I don't, I don't know if we need to do that. Yeah. Uh, how did the last one go? Um, so we, we started it maybe, with maybe cricket. We, hang on, maybe we put together a 25-legger for the website. I don't think we need to try to read okay. 25 legs or social, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably a bit Explain my much. reasoning behind every yeah, single one. Yeah, that'd be a bit tough. Um, so it technically hit because we went, I had three legs. The first one got, was a, ended up pushing because I took, uh, England in cricket. Well, that doesn't over, mean it uh, technically Australia. hit. It means it technically pushed. Well, my other two picks got right. Right, I understand. So but, you just got lo- lesser value. Is that how that works? Yeah, with FanDuel at least. I'm oh, because sure. they canceled it, not yeah, yeah, avoided, right. it avoided, right? It avoids yes. it. Yes, yes, correct. Sorry. Yes. If you if you push, so we're using the wrong terminology here. Yeah. If you put yeah, together a well, if you put together yeah. a parlay bet and one of the legs is a push, so let's just say. So what if it was like if you had Ravens minus three? Ravens minus three, and they they win by three, then you get a push for the parlay. 
Okay, so you get your money yes, back. Correct. You have to gotcha. hit the other legs in order to get the push. You get a push for the parlay if if you hit the okay. other two legs. So if it voids like it yes. like a no contest. Right. That's then, what that, that's okay. what happened with yes. you. Yes. Exactly. Yes, yes. So England was beating Australia. It, it was looking good and then the rain came and it was the final game of their little cricket series so they're like, "Yeah, we're not going to finish it." That's that's a real shame. It is a real that's shame. A real it's shame. a real real shame especially since the Thai Cats not only covered against Calgary, oh? they uh they they won straight up. Oh man. Easily covering the plus seven and a half against Calgary and then Alexa Grasso, she cruised to a uh Pretty boring. It was a c- pretty boring flight, but she she won the decision uh, over Viviana, uh, Viviani okay. uh, Araujo in the uh, UFC a couple so, weeks ago. So you still won a couple of bucks yes, on that. Yes. Yep. Right. So instead of like the plus uh, like almost eight hundred that I had, it, was, it ended up being like a plus two fifty. No, you know, value wins, hits. Wins a win. It is. It wins is a win. All right, we, so where are we going this week? So this week we're going to start in tennis. Ooh, I wanted, I, ooh, I, I wanted love, to. I do love tennis. Bets. Yeah, I wanted to stick with some CFL, but CFL's in like the final week of their regular season. Uh, all the playoff spots. Know, yeah, all the playoff spots are locked trying, up. Yeah. yeah, so I, I, I stayed away from CFL this weekend. Uh, so that's why we're going with tennis. I'm taking uh, in, and we're going to uh, Austria in Vienna. Mm. Denis Shapovalov. Shapovalov, sure. Shapovalov mm. over Daniel Evans. As a uh, as a slight favorite, I think that's pretty good value because so I think he's playing much better tennis. Interesting decision that you're making because it's early tomorrow morning. We'll know we'll we'll, we'll be, able be able to get a hot start tomorrow morning okay. out in Vienna. He's uh he's been I think he's been busier since the U.S. Open. Daniel, he's much younger. He's more he's a more he's a more fit uh, tennis player than than the older Daniel Evans right now. So uh, I I like uh, I, I look, like Shapovalov. He, de- he deserves to be favored. There's no doubt about that. Uh, he's coming off a nice win over Taylor Fritz, which is not easy, but he did play three sets in that match. And it's just always difficult in some of these three-set tournaments to just get a f- the same feel. I, I I don't typically bet three-set tournaments. I, gotcha. I, like, that's why I, I like those better because they're quicker. Well, yeah. I mean, there is that. <laughs> There's no doubt that that is beneficial. Um I, I, on paper, yes. Dennis Shapovalov yeah. should beat Daniel Evans. Um, Daniel Evans in his last five quarterfinal appearances, one and four. Okay, so there's that. Yeah. All right. So I'd like that to get us started early tomorrow morning in Vienna. Then we will be going to uh, we will be going to soccer in England. Not the Premier League, though, because uh, Leeds, my Leeds United, they've been playing like absolute dog breath oh. the last couple weeks. Oh. They are well on their way to probably going to probably getting relegated uh, it's it's early so they have a lot of time to turn around but they they cannot play coherent football right now uh so i'm gonna go to the championship and uh go with my my with my favorite team from the champ from the uh from the championship and uh qpr i like them to their queen's park rangers yes, queen's park rangers uh to get the winner draw against birmingham city um so they uh they, they 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 look like they're well on their way to making a return to the to, to the Premier League. They're gonna they sh- they they're right now second in the table, and uh, well well on their way to getting promoted. Their their uh their head coach uh, Michael Beal earlier this week shot down rumors that he was gonna be taking the uh, skipper job with Wolves or Aston Villa, who are oh. currently in the Premier League. So he said he said no, I'm if, if I'm getting to the Premier League, I'm staying. I'm doing it through promotion with my team. So they're gonna be motivated. And we get pretty good value out of winner draw for one of the best traveling teams uh, in the championship. Plus, Birmingham City has only beaten QPR three times in 17 chances over the past decade. Um, so I think uh, QPR playing motivated football. They're going to go into uh, Birmingham and pull out a win or a draw. Uh, so Okay. All I, right. I think that covers this. Minus, right. minus 195 is what you get that at. Um, and then 
We're staying on Friday night. By the way, maybe Leeds should talk to Packers. The Packers. They also are not playing coherent football right <laughs> now. So there's some things. So maybe come. maybe the Packers can get relegated. Yeah. And then, uh, but yeah, Leeds. It's been tough watching them. Oh, I'm they, so sorry. Yeah. I'm so so. And and I know you've since you were a small boy. Yeah. You've been you've been a Leeds guy. You know, you've been walking around just just Leeds forever. That's all you ever did. You and your dad went to games together growing <laughs> up. Like I understand Out in Leeds. Yeah, yeah. How how in your blood your Leeds fandom is. So I gotta. Just, I mean, I gotta stay true to who I picked uh, as my team three years ago. When so. you were drunk one day, yeah. like yeah. when you were just like, I'm gonna, this is my FIFA team. I'll go with Leeds. Yeah, I mean that's that's sacred. Like you can't mess with that. Well, we're going QPR now. I like okay. them a lot. All right. Um, then, uh, so in the World Series, uh, I like this game one prop, Aaron Nola to get five or more strikeouts in game one. It's at minus, or it wasn't minus 250, it might be actually, I think, I think it might have actually moved a little bit. Okay. Um, but Nola, Aaron Nola has gotten, uh, six strikeouts in all three of his, uh, starts in the postseason thus far, including his last one against the, uh, Padres, where he let up, where he didn't even make it through five innings, letting up six runs, and he still struck out six batters. Um, so I think he'll he'll be incredibly juiced. Even though I think uh, I, I do like Brad's take that the over looks good, but uh, I, I do like Nola to still get five strikeouts, uh, no matter how far he goes into this one. Um, and then and then so that will leave you in an interesting position because you're going to be three for three. So if you want to, you could you opt to use your new cash out option ah, at the FanDuel Sportsbook yeah. at Live Casino and Hotel. But I don't think you should okay. because my uh, Saturday night UFC bet is yes. going to hit. We got Calvin Cater taking on Arnold Allen. This should be a really, really fun fight. And uh, and uh, it's, it's wow, you I would never want to pick against Calvin Cater because he's one of my favorite fighters in the UFC. Um, and I think he could, I think, I mean, if, if, if Saudi Amato's not a judge in the UFC, I think he might be fighting for a title right now just my, because of the my, split decision in June my. against Josh Emmett, which was kind of, kind of BS, not, oh, not the right call oh, there. Okay. Um, so he, now he's got to fight Arnold Allen. Um, and Arnold Allen is also a very good, well-rounded up and comer feather, up and coming featherweight. Um, so I'm not going to make a pick. What <laughs> I am going to do, <laughs> what I am going to do. Is I'm going to pick the fight to go the distance at okay. minus 130. Okay. So we're going to have five very entertaining rounds. I'm going to be rooting for Calvin Cater, uh, but not going to have as much money on it. But I think it's going to go all the way. Calvin Cater. I wore my Calvin Caters today, by the way. You did? Underneath my dungarees, yeah. Calvin, or, or oh, your Calvin. Oh, your Calvin Caters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so his four of his last 13, uh, his, or wait, what, did I, what did I write? His last four, 13 of his last 17 fights have gone to the decision. Ooh. Which is kind of ironic because his nickname is the Boston Finisher. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it makes no sense so whatsoever. He only has four. He doesn't finishes. do that. He does when he does when there is a finish though. He does win. That's cool, uh, but he doesn't yeah, do no, it. Yeah, <laughs> um, But yeah, so thirteen <laughs> of his last <laughs> seventeen like, on the distance. I mean, like they talk about weird, right? <laughs> yeah. Like imagine if somebody was like, "Yeah, it's Glenn, the great football player, Clark." <laughs> he's never played football though. The ironic <laughs> part being, yes, he's he's not a great football player, right? Um, and Arnold Allen, uh, his six of his nine UFC fights have gone to the judges, so I really like pretty good value at minus 130 for this one to go all the way. Five entertaining rounds. Then you're going to go four for four, and you're going to take all of that money. Yeah, what, what's, what, what's that get you? Where are you odds-wise? Uh, that is, uh, it's plus 560, I believe. Oh, I be 530, oh, actually 535. Plus okay. Right. Yeah, I go all with right. some pretty, I'm going with some pretty safe Mild. bets here. Mild. But that's how you yeah. hit a parlay. Okay. Um, and then once you take your winnings, and you're going to you're gonna see what uh, Live Casino Hotel Twitter page tweeted, and you're yeah. going to tail me with that bet. Eh, well. I'm not sure if I agree with that one. Not sure if I would. I don't want to be a part of that in any world. But you'll find out that later today. Yeah, I like that pick a lot. I, I think hate uh, it. I hate it. 
Oh, man, I, I got the hiccups all of a sudden. That's a heck of a way. Why don't we end? Why don't we finish the show? <laughs> now that I've got the hiccups. All right, we'll see how that plays out. Keep me updated. That's Griffin's Gratuitous Grouping. All right, so that will do it for this week's episode of Weekend at Bookies. We'll be back on Tuesday for the next Simply the Bets. Get down to the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland this weekend. Thanks to Brad Cronthal. Thanks to Andrew Stecka. May the odds be ever in your favor.